both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. What up, Ashley Simpson, right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpsons sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah, and this is episode 22. Today we are reviewing a newlyweds Christmas, and it's kind of like Christmas here today on the Ashley and Jessica cast because I am dying with excitement to introduce our guest to you. This is also one of my favorite episodes of newlyweds. What can I say, you guys? Let's get into it. I am so excited to welcome our next guest. He is genuinely one of the best hosts I think I've ever heard. His podcast is Dunzo, and it's actually the perfect time for him to be a guest because he just did reviews of Autobiography and I Am Me, which you have to listen to after this. Don't turn this off. Um, <laughs> welcome, Troy McGeady. Hi, how are you? <sighs> I'm so good. I have, like... 100,000 questions to ask you, um, <laughs> but I'll try to narrow them down. I think that you should start by just explaining your podcast a little bit, because even though I can't imagine someone who's obsessed with Jessica and Ashley like wouldn't know, I think I have a lot of random stands of them that only listen to this podcast. I, I totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, my podcast is called Dunzo. Um, D-U-N-Z-O and it is a it started off as a celebrity relationship podcast where I would go back and uh, revisit just very niche or really popular and massive celebrity relationships and tell the entire story of what happened between them all of the weird stuff that people forget and just all the interesting stuff that you don't really think about anymore. And then about a year ago, I rebranded and now I just kind of deep dive into just forgotten pop culture, really just things that like I care about that it seems like a, a very small percentage of the world cares about, but like, I, you know, they keep me up at night kind of things. <laughs> yes. I feel like the things that you choose to do episodes on, it's almost as if you and I are living parallel pop culture lives. Yeah. <laughs> like my gateway drug with you was the Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt episode. Oh yeah. I was going through an Angelina Jolie phase. Like we all do. Absolutely. <laughs> as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh my God, because if anyone doesn't listen to your podcast, you do such an awesome job of balancing fun and seriousness because I think a lot of people really don't take pop culture seriously. It's like, if you know a lot about pop culture, that's not as impressive as if you know a lot about science or something like that. Totally. 
Yeah, and I'm always like, pop culture literally shapes our entire lives. Like, it mirrors society in every decade. How are you not seeing this? Um, And I just love that, like, you're hilarious, first of all. You make me laugh every single episode. Oh, thank you. It's literally, like, I probably, if all of your listeners stopped listening, you would still, like, make ad money because I think I've heard every episode. Um. (laughs) Sorry, I don't mean to be exposing myself. I promise I'm not outside your house. No, that's so nice. I I appreciate that. I mean, I just like love other people that care about this stuff. And like, I'm joking when I say that a small percent, it's like, actually a lot of people care about this stuff, but it's like, there aren't many places to, like, we don't have a lot of outlets, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, It's it's crazy. But yeah, I, I listen... Anybody that understands the importance of Ashley and Jessica Simpson, like, on a deep, deep level, like, we're kindred spirits. It's a yaya sisterhood. <laughs> exactly. I feel like I've found people. Because I'm always the person at the party, if someone brings up, like, it's, I'm sure you know, the bigger the celebrity, the more wrong the general public is about them. Right. <laughs> I feel like I'm just constantly, like, having to suppress myself because Otherwise, I'll just be like, no, actually, that was 1999. No, actually, she didn't do that. No, actually, she's not a completely talentless idiot. She's amazing. You know, obviously, I'm talking about Ashley. Right. Um. Of course. Of <laughs> course. I knew. Yes. And I'm so happy to have you on because, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like from what I've heard, you are more of an Ashley super fan than Jessica. You know, I guess I didn't realize that until I got a little older. But, like, yeah, I I ride really hard for Ashley. I love Jessica, but, like, I feel seen by Ashley, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yes. No, I totally understand. And the podcast, because the chronological order of things is, like, obviously Jessica was successful first. So I'm just, like, dying to have more of an Ashley thing going on. And I feel like you're the perfect person to kind of lead us into that because we're almost done with Newlyweds season two and then i'm sure you remember the same night that newlyweds 2.5 started the ashley simpson show started and changed the course of our lives yes absolutely and also by the way that's like a great problem to have like you have too much content to go through it's an amazing issue i know it's crazy like i didn't even realize what a project this would be but it's just there's so much and every time i think that the podcast isn't going to be like six hours long. It ends up being seven. You know what I mean? Totally. Absolutely. Every time. (laughs) Yes. And you're the kind of person like you do so much research, which I respect so deeply because I'm the same way. Like I feel like I can't do it unless I learn every single thing that possibly happened. And I find like a Japanese article from 2004 or something to translate. Like it's. Yes. Yes. No, I totally get that. (laughs) And I I feel like. And this is not like, I'm not trying to be like shady, but like, I feel like a lot of the people who, there are a lot of people on the internet who think they really like pop culture a lot Mm -hmm. that you'll find where you're like, oh, you like think that you like that, but you don't like really care that much. You know what I mean? And I just find it's like, no, they don't. Yeah. Like they don't really care. And I'm, I'm come from the mindset of like, what is the point of me doing this? If I don't find out as much as I can, A and B like. I try and approach it from a perspective that I like, I don't see just like all the time, you know, Mm -hmm. because otherwise, again, it's like, what's the point of doing this? No, you're definitely successful at it. Cause I, I mean, you're probably one of the only people I've ever encountered in my life that like 
surpasses me on some of the topics that I listen to your podcast. Like, I'm just like, oh my God, like there's someone else. Thank you. So the first thing I want to ask you is how did you become aware of obviously Jessica first and then like leading into Ashley? Um, well, I'm 32. So I was like at the exact sort of like tween teen age, um, that they were trying to manipulate when Jessica became a famous pop star. Uh, I remember being younger and Jessica, um, it's like, I didn't, when I was younger, really know where to place Jessica, like before newlyweds. And I definitely feel like Jessica had, like, you could say that there was her career pre and post newlyweds, right? Like post newlyweds, it was like crazy, like, you know, meteor hitting the earth, insane, so famous. And then before she was just one of the other girls, And I always knew, as a Britney fan, like, I always knew Jessica as just, like, one of the other girls. And I had no ill will or animosity towards her. Um, I just didn't really, I guess, pay her, like, a lot of attention. And then Newlyweds happened. And it was, like, I mean, I I can't even describe how obsessed. I mean, I loved. I don't ever want it to seem like I don't love Jessica because of how much I love Ashley. Like, I really was, I was obsessed. Yeah, I mean, you're, like, the only person that when I asked you if you would be a guest, you were, like, literally any episode, I don't care. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, they all feel so special. Yes, and this one actually is perfect, too, because Ashley's in it, and she's knitting, so that, Mm -hmm. like... I blacked out when I saw that. I was like, <laughs> Ashley knits? Like, <laughs> I know. I know. And it's like baby, blonde, bubbly. You know, I just got done being a dancer, Ashley, you know? I know. And it's so crazy. Like, I just keep thinking about, like, I keep getting so excited for her. Like, all these years later, I'm like, oh, my God, girl. Like, you're <laughs> you're about to be so huge with this album. I know. Like, your whole world is going to change. Yeah, and she doesn't even know. She's just, like, sitting by the Christmas tree, like, giving Nick his freaking Best Buy gift card. And I'm like, that's <laughs> Ashley Simpson. I like, know. Have her autograph it, please. Yes. So how do you feel about Nick? Um, <laughs> okay, I think that Nick is – I've never been, like, a Nick fan. First of all, I was never, like, a 98 Degrees gal, but, like, who was? You know what I mean? Exactly. There are certain boy bands and girl groups and even just like solo pop stars that I really truly believe they they like didn't have a fan base. Like I don't I you can't convince me that 98 Degrees had a ravenous fan base. I just won't believe it. I think that it was some kind of industry bamboozlement because I'm just like, who were oh my they? God. Yo, I was today I was watching the music video, which is just a performance that was filmed of Thank God I Found You with Mariah. And I was like, how did they get on this song? Like, I, like, I don't, somebody must have had, you know, like some producer's daughter or something randomly was obsessed with Nick because like they were on a song with Mariah. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's wild that they were able, you know, like the 98 Degrees, the O-Towns, the like BB Max, like just those like, you know, fifth tier groups. Like they were able to just exist in the shadow of, you know, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and their whole, I mean, I say this all the time too about the girls, like, you know, for a long time, Jessica Simpson and Mandy Moore and the other girls, their careers were sort of based on the fact that they weren't Britney. So they had like Mm -hmm. this like 
mirror held up to them constantly and people asking them constantly. I mean, literally their press tours were, what is it like to not be Britney Spears? And that was like what they talked about. Um, and yeah, I mean, I definitely felt like that about Nick for sure. Like it was just like, you are a true D-list pop star. Like even at the height of your fame, it's still kind of D-list. Yeah, we are always just like cracking up laughing at the difference as like we go through newlyweds of like what Jessica's doing and what Nick is doing and how like it really didn't do much for his career at all like it only after they broke up and he totally used the divorce I mean not that he can't obviously like he can he can go through his pain and everything through his music I'm not saying that it was 100% only for money and you know success but still like he milked that whereas Jessica was just like enjoying herself (laughs) you know what I mean right yeah i i've adult me because i was so angry about it when it happened the way that adult me feels about it is like in his mind she was able to milk their marriage Mm -hmm. and like joe was able to milk their marriage for like everything it was worth so for him it was like well then i get the divorce like you literally became a world famous superstar giant mega billion like pop star you've all these endorsement deals everybody wants you you have a clothing line like you know it's and i've got nothing i wasn't able to capitalize on our marriage the way you were and he's just like i get the divorce like this is mine you know what i mean and i almost feel like they had like a weird understanding about it because she just didn't i don't know there was no like we're gonna write an album about this and do the whole thing like the thing that you would maybe expect joe simpson to do Yeah, I actually, I was, like, really bitter about Nick getting so much of Jessica's money, and I was always, like, does he just, like, doesn't Vanessa feel weird that, like, Jessica paid for her house? Like, I I know, I know. (laughs) Like, I can't, but... Then I was thinking, like, well, one of we have do have some Nick fans that listen, even though I'm like constantly dissing him. Um, so we, I appreciate you, Nick fans, that listen to me do that (laughs) and they were like well I think that it was fair of Nick to get a lot of money because Jessica became successful like that because of newlyweds and no matter who he was or what he did he was half of that and then I kind of realized Nick had to be so boring like doing his lawn and stuff you know I mean not that he had to be but like if Britney and Justin were on a show together it would have been this constant competition from like both of their teams and like Mm -hmm. this crazy thing and jessica was able to shine and be silly because he was just so like he was there you know he was present in the room and that's all i can say basically yeah he's such like and i know that there are a lot of people who still view relationships and like you know classic like gender roles like this but he's such like an old school like 90s early 2000s 80s version of like a good guy You know what I mean? When really it's like, he's just boring as hell. Like he's just boring and there's not a lot of identifiable stuff about his personality. Like he is no, you know, he's just like a blank canvas. Like he is khaki. He's the guy that if he was on a dating app, he would just be standing there like at a sports bar holding a beer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And his only profile, his only bio would be like his, the teams that he likes. There's just nothing there. (laughs) he's so lucky that he because he does have a pretty voice you know Mm, oh yeah i think his voice is really like soothing and nice and Mm -hmm. i like it on um what is it oh where you are and everything like i mean i think he was definitely the best when he was singing with jessica like there's no doubt 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He he had a really great voice. I like his voice on I mean, is it called This I Swear? Yeah. This I swear. It's like so like <laughs> it's so it's like almost a parody of a boy band voice. I know. Well, I went back and watched the 90 degrees video for my everything because Jessica's in it. And it literally looks like a mad TV parody of 98 degrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know yes. I mean? like, very much. It was just like, I think, I mean, I think it is a testament to how huge NSYNC and Backstreet Boys were is that like Nick and the the rest of them, they were like really successful and they made like a solid living and they were pretty big, but like nobody really like, like you're saying, like I can't find someone who was obsessed with 98 degrees Meanwhile, like, all my friends either were obsessed with Instinct Backstreet Boys or both. So, like, it's still a mystery to me, but it was the same thing with Jessica. Like, oh, before I started doing all this research and everything, I kind of thought that she really hadn't done that well in music. And I'm like, no, her first album sold 4 million copies. It just right. didn't sell 12 million like Britney. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? The standards were so just absurd. Like, to for people to think that she comes from a failed music career is insane like it's psychotic yeah and people don't even know her as a singer they're like oh i love her shoes and i'm like oh my god it's gut-wrenching it's gut-wrenching and it also it just makes me if like if everybody else was like living a similar life to mine in the world of pop culture at the time like i know for sure that i liked having you know some other pop stars on the burners you know, like you had your main pop star, the one that you loved and worshipped and, you know, made sure to like call TRL and shit or whatever. But then you also, of course, had other, there were the others that maybe you didn't talk about a lot publicly or maybe you didn't like, you weren't like ride or die hardcore, but it was nice to have other options, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, I feel like, like I said, a lot of people had careers based on being the other option which was extremely lucrative still yeah i feel like it's so funny how mtv has basically no power now but it used to completely control our lives basically mm-hmm. like you know they would premiere a new video of a new pop star and i was just like oh okay like this is what i'm doing now yeah you know what i mean yes and that's how it was with ashley too it was like when i started watching the ashley simpson show i was like i'm in like after 30 seconds oh for sure it was like we were told to like people. I always make I always say on my podcast that TRL was the music industry and then the actual music industry would just kind of listen to what they said to do. Mm-hmm. Like TRL was choosing what was popular. I mean, there was an and then the, when they crossed over and started doing like, you know, like alternative rock and a lot of hip hop and um everything, it was like, well, they are the music industry. Like they just decide who's popular. Literally. And I feel like if I, cause I always think about like, well, what would this be like today? Like, I know they tried to do TRL again, but like, I just like pretend that didn't happen. Yeah. Same. Like if, if TRL, the way that it was like was going on today, I feel like 
it, to me, it kind of ties in with all of how every network now has a streaming service. And I'm like, I now I have to download Peacock, like, uh, uh, really? Mm. But it, I feel like TRL would be a record label and a streaming service. And, mm. you know, it, it would be like if you signed up for the streaming service, then you get these five new pop albums. And then those five artists would become like huge. You know what I mean? Like it was, yeah. it was, it really was everything. I know it is really weird to think about because of the time, like that show only existed in that small bubble. I mean, it was a show that literally existed like on whatever floor of the MTV studios in New York. And that was it. Like they weren't on, you know, TikTok and Snapchat and Instagram and there was nothing. They were just, that's where they existed. And if you just called their rotary dialer phone to say who you wanted to be on the show, but they had so much power like it's wild it's wild to think of what it would look like today it's like overwhelming actually yeah I would because I got out of school I can't remember what time but it was like I would get home a little bit after TRL started and I would like race home because I was like I don't like okay I'm gonna miss like number 10 and number 9 and number 8 but like I got to see like if, you know, what if Britney does like a surprise appearance and I miss that, like everyone's going to be talking about it and I'm not going to know what Britney said, like that would make me panic. Oh my God. Not knowing <laughs> what was going on on Tyrell that day was, and then if you like, there was no worse feeling than if you found out that you missed something huge. I mean, that mm -hmm. was like, yeah, you keep said like a, a, a guest, like a, a surprise uh, performance or something, or like, you know, somebody crashing the studio it was the worst yeah. feeling. But yeah, it was the greatest thing to come home to. It was like the nicest. And knowing that all of your friends were watching it at the same time. Yes. Oh my God. Those were the days. I know. So I want to know, how do you feel about Jessica's music? Like, do you have favorite songs of hers? Because I've heard so, I've heard you talk so much about, obviously with your reviews, mm -hmm. Ashley's music. So I'm just curious how you feel about Jessica. I really like the In This Skin album. Uh, there is some songs. I really like the title track. I love In This Skin. Um, I love the like rock and roll part, which is like, I have to be 102 when there's like guitars in the back. Um, yeah. I love that album. And I love prior to In This Skin, I don't know a lot of the deep cuts on her albums, but I love like the big, like her big, huge singles, Irresistible and mm -hmm. stuff. I love but yeah, I'm, I, I really liked In This Skin. It's such a good album. Like, people really don't realize that that was kind of like, like, I was kind of disappointed that in her book, she didn't really talk about how she broke out of the whole irresistible, like, Britney mm -hmm. robot, Tommy mm -hmm. Mottola control kind of thing. I don't know exactly how she did it, but it was kind of like if she did, like, a dirty I mean, not dirty. If she did like a stripped, mm -hmm. but not in a sexual way. I mean, she still was a little sexual because she had sweetest sin and everything. But obviously it wasn't like she's busting out as this like new person. Right. It was more low key. You had to actually like go in and listen to the lyrics. It wasn't like plastered all over. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It was more, it was a more natural sort of progression to just being like, this is honestly who I am. Like, mm -hmm. You know, yeah, it was, it was just, uh, it was simple. It wasn't like, like, that's the thing is like, Christina's was so over the top. Like it was so Christina, you know, mm -hmm. and Jessica's approach yeah. to it was just so much more um, sort of subtle, but like just authentic. 
Yeah, and that album has so many different sounds on it. Like, there's even, like, Middle Eastern type of things going on. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I need, as much as I love Newlyweds, I'm like, I needed an Ashley Simpson show for Jessica, like, for the making of In the Skin. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That would have been incredible. I forgot about all of the different, yeah, like, Forbidden Fruit. Uh-huh. Go back and listen to it. It's really interesting that that's what she decided to do. You know, like there's just, I mean, you like you obviously know this because this is the story of all of them. But there's so much more to her right. than what she's known for. It's so sad. I mean, it's like if ever, like in 90 years or whatever, when I'm 90 years old and I look back on the time that I like talked into a microphone every week for like years. <laughs> on the internet like I hope that like people listening to my podcast just take away like the idea that it's okay to just like first of all that there is no such thing as a guilty indulgence and this idea that like the indulge like the things that you present to people are your less guilty indulgences for what like for what reason because you're insecure about the things you like just own your shit like you know what I mean just own it just own what you like and it doesn't make you any less of an, an intellectual or it doesn't make you any more vapid because you like a pop song. Like, come on. Yeah, I. that's actually one of the reasons why I was so drawn to Jessica is because I have like similar features with the blonde hair and everything. And I was always so into pop music and all that kind of stuff. And I was just like consistently in every aspect of my life underestimated and people thinking like that I didn't know anything Mm -hmm. and stuff so sometimes I would try to downplay how much I love these things because I was kind of like insecure about that and I was like I'm gonna prove to you that I'm really smart and I love that Jessica felt no need to do that (laughs) she was just like blurting out all the shit she's like I don't know what buffalo I didn't know know what buffalo wings are like I, I didn't know how did you not like how is that possible and it's not only that she didn't know but she's fine with not knowing it and she's just like yeah this is me yeah she just like goes through life as like a curious you know a a truly curious cat like she's just like what's this barn this like this ball of yarn i'm gonna bat it until i figure out what it is and then walk away i don't really give a shit you know what i mean (laughs) oh my god that is like the perfect (laughs) comparison i can't oh my god that's so funny she does have that kind of like oh my god i don't even know you just it's kitten whimsy yes exactly (laughs) i'm not even gonna build on it because you got it that's what it is okay so i have been thinking a lot about like jessica and ashley's relationship and how it stands now first of all did you read jessica's book yes i listened i listened to it on audio okay thank god um it's like <laughs> needs to be heard on audio right like, yes. I, telling, <laughs> I keep telling people because i read it first but then i listened to it months later on audio and it was i felt like i had a friend that was holding my hand and it was you know transformative so first of all what did you think of the book I thought I really enjoyed the book. I really, really enjoyed hearing her perspective and hearing her side because the thing about the Simpson family that I find so interesting is like, you know, obviously make people make comparisons between Joe and Chris Jenner. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that separates Chris from like everybody is that she learned that like 
being vulnerable or at least appearing to be vulnerable um, will win over an audience every time. Like the reason we can't quit the Kardashians, you know, more than 10 years in is because they expose everything and they share and, you know, whether we want to relate to them or not, whether we, whether we want to relate to them or not, we still do. Mm-hmm. And with the Simpsons, I've always been really fascinated by how sort of like everything is fine. Joe Simpson was about like everything. Like <laughs> they were never really allowed to be very, you know, like if Ashley was ever allowed to like talk publicly truly as a young person about what she went through on SNL and not have to be like, my drummer pushed the wrong button. He's sorry. Bye. It'll be fine tomorrow. Bye. Acid reflux. Bye. You know what I mean? Like, if they were able to just be honest with the public, um, yes. I just think about how different their lives would have been. And so it's cool to see Jessica be so vulnerable, you know, because that's not how it's always been. Yeah. It was like every minute she was just laying down some shocking detail about Mm -hmm. what happened to her. And I was blown away by basically all of it. It really inspired this podcast because I was always a fan of both of them. But when I read the book, it was just like, I always thought that she was so interesting and that like people didn't understand her. And then when I read the book, I was like, she's so much more interesting and smart and Mm -hmm. fascinating than I ever could have realized. Oh yeah. And so funny and like, aware and quick and just like so with it you know yeah and I did an episode on the whole sweet kisses era and I was shocked by her interviews back then because she was so self-assured she wasn't misunderstanding things or saying these zingers from newlyweds she was just very confident with what she was doing she like knew that she had a good voice and she felt like she had this connection to religion with it and everything and she just like very confidently spoke about her feelings about god and everything but not in a preachy way like mm-hmm. she was so smart and i'm just like this is crazy that she was introduced to the world not being known as this stupid idiot and then just because i mean i'm sure you remember how it was just everywhere the chicken of the sea thing like, oh yeah it was so ubiquitous right Sorry to interrupt everybody, but if you're loving what you hear in this episode, you might want to subscribe to my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Ashley and Jessicast. There you will find all my bonus content, so you will have access to 55 plus bonus episodes, video episodes, and you get all my public episodes a week early ad free and you get them in an extended cut kind of like the director's cut of a movie so if you want some extra content from the ashley and jessicast please go to patreon.com slash ashley and jessicast where you can subscribe at the five dollar or the ten dollar tier you're charged once per month and you can cancel online anytime back to the episode Yeah, and just the way that I just remember, like, it almost felt like she lost control of her own narrative. Like, mm-hmm. the world was just like, we want to see you be dumb more. And that's it. And, like, be dumb all the time and really pretty. You know what I mean? While you do it. It was just like she painted. Unfortunately, I feel like she painted herself into such a corner. And, like, I don't know. It was weird. Like, I've, I've never felt like Jessica, because people. When I, I did a, a, an, uh, a newlyweds thing like forever ago, 
like a few years ago. And I remember people messaging me and asking me if I thought she was pretending to be stupid. And I said, I, I didn't think that she was pretending to be ditzy. I think that she just like was playing up like a thing that like worked for her her whole life. You know, mm-hmm. like she probably did that as a teenager a lot. And it wasn't like a huge deal, but it like who would have known that it would have taken off and become this big, huge thing and that girls would have wanted to emulate her. I mean, she literally created like a movement kind of. Yeah. And I have people, you know, that listen to this podcast and all of them are like, I bought every single outfit that she wore on the show. You know what I mean? Totally. It was just, she just became so influential. And I love how she was always playing the long game. You know, like she didn't freak out when everybody thought she was stupid. She wasn't trying to defend herself every second. She Mm -hmm. was just like, okay. She knew herself and she knew that she wasn't this idiot that was tripping over her feet trying to get to the stage you know mm-hmm, totally. so she was just like okay this is this is fine and i love how honest she was about it in her book where she was like when we started filming season two we knew the drill and we would do whatever to just keep the cash register ringing and i was like damn right <laughs> you know like she's going there right yeah and like people you know they don't ever take into account how lucrative and successful those girls were i mean Mm-hmm. I know that Jessica obviously now she's like the wealthiest pop star to come out of that time but like even back then it's like it, the most interesting thing about her is to watch the building blocks of like what she built mm-hmm. yeah and I I can't get over what I think about all the time especially when I started doing this podcast is can you just imagine that being your family just being this regular family from Texas and just like going to church all the time and your dad's the preacher or whatever and you end up with this dynasty right of I mean I think that what you said about Chris Jenner was really insightful and how Joe didn't really get that that's definitely a factor but I think also a factor is like they didn't go on and become huge like the Kardashians as a family only because they had like two girls, you know, it wasn't six. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. The same, same for, uh, I say that all the time about Paris too. Like if Paris was the Kardashians are the fucking spice girls and like they're the spice girls of the spice girls never broke up and were always the most famous people in the world. Could you imagine? Oh my God. I wish <laughs> like like there's no need for us to ever cancel them because there's always one that we can switch to when we're bored with one you know what I mean or like if you're annoyed with Chloe because of her relationship issues you just like move on to Courtney because she's killing it right now like that's just how it's always been and with them it, yeah they didn't have that luxury you know mm-hmm. so going back over to Ashley what do you think it was about her as opposed to Jessica that made you relate more and love her more Ashley has big under you know underdog energy and I'm always drawn to the underdog and I love a triumphant underdog who like realizes their power and Ashley is the definition of like realizing her power in what makes her different than her sister and not like what's the same about them and I think people have this idea or like this people make fun of her for so many things, obviously, but mostly for the fact that she tried so hard to sort of differentiate herself and that she was like, I'm a little bit more punk. I'm a little bit more edgy. I'm a little bit more like skateboardy. I'm more of a tomboy. And I don't think people understand that that was like almost more of a rebellion against the industry, not really so much her sister, you know, because 
she watched what the industry did to her sister. And she watched her sister become ravaged and mentally torn apart by having to starve herself and obsessively compare herself to some girl who has nothing to do with her. You know? So she, like, took took the power back from that situation and, like, you know, kind of took it into her own hands and was like, I will not do it. Like, no matter how hard they try to get me to do it, I won't do it. Yeah, and that's what I feel like people also don't get is, because, of course, there's always the jokes and, you know, there's, like, the Mad TV sketch where she's, like, you know, saying it's just a commercial, the show and everything, which, yes, but at the same time, she was handed so much because of Jessica, but she could have just done whatever like she could have literally just been a total industry puppet and just said like oh well I just want to be famous or I just want to be like or it could have been like based in jealousy or something where she's like well I just want to surpass Jessica or whatever and it it wasn't it was like she wrote all of the songs that she came out with you know what I mean yeah she was I mean I, I have been saying this a lot in my album reviews of her but she was a sort of like early demo of Taylor Swift and yeah. people don't take that into account. Like she wrote all of her songs and they were all about guys that we knew. So it's like mm-hmm. giving very much Taylor Swift. And yeah, and like, you know, her whole career, aside from the fact that like obviously her debut album was so good and it was undeniably good. Like the whole thing was based on Ashley's magnetism. I actually think if I had to compare the two, I think that Ashley even... Like, Ashley has, like, a natural magnetism that I don't even think Jessica has. Like, it's really, she's just, like, she is, like, an energy that I think fills up a room. She does. I think Jessica has more of a, we say this all the time, she almost has, like, a golden light that shines out of her or something. Mm -hmm. Like, she's so, like, warm and Mm -hmm. comforting. And I feel like Ashley is, like, a tornado that comes into the room. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's like that girl that you see somewhere and she's just like having the best time ever with her friends and you're just like, oh, like I will never be that carefree. <laughs> oh, the 1000%. That's the best way to describe it. Like she's the girl that you end up staring at and you don't realize you're staring because she's like just doing whatever the hell she wants with her body and whatever. She, it's like she's just so free. <laughs> you said. Yeah. I mean, I think that's. That's pro- that essence is probably why we all wanted to be her. Mm-hmm. And it because I definitely went through that phase as a young girl. Like, oh, I want to be perfect like Jessica, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to be like the prom queen. But Ashley felt more like somebody I actually could be friends with and I could talk to and I wouldn't be like, oh my God, like she's so pretty. Even though she was, but you know what I mean? Yeah, it's ironic because it's almost like even though Ashley tried so hard to like fight it, and Jessica's career was like built on it at the beginning. Ashley had more of that that Britney brand magnetism than Jessica, which yeah. is like it's like like you said, like it's aspirational, but also I could be friends with you. I want to look like you, but I'm not like so intimidated by you that you make me uncomfortable. It was a very I don't know. It was it was just it's really hard to to like get all of that that formula perfect, you know? Yeah. You can't nail it down. And how amazing that, I mean, I feel like Joe and Tina probably pinch themselves every single day because it's like one, it's like one out of the two of them could have been a total flop. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But they both have such amazing strengths and everything. And I wonder all the time, (laughs) uh, 
when I say all the time, I mean all the time. Yeah. Um, like what is <laughs> like what does Ashley feel about everything now? Because on Ashley and Evan, when they kind of they did the first episode, and Evan was like, "My wife is amazing. She sold ten million albums. She's so talented." But after that, she focused on being a mom, and like she's amazing at that too. And if it really is just that simple, you know, she had a lot of great success, and then she was like, "You know what? I really want to be a mom." Then I. I applaud her. Like, that's amazing, and I'm so happy for her. But, like, I don't know. I feel like you can't tell me that if Bittersweet World did, like, autobiography numbers that she wouldn't have come out with another album, you know? No, I 1,000% agree with you. And I think that you can tell by, like, even the the ty- or the the lead single from Bittersweet World, um, Out of My Head, like, the whole song is about how she wishes the world would stop being so mean to her. You know what I mean? And like how she wishes she could just like live and not be ridiculed for something that happened for a, a 30 second incident that happened years prior. Like the way that she was treated because of that will never be able to unpack it. Like, I don't know. I don't even know if she would ever be able to unpack it. To have it people, doesn't make sense. It's crazy to have people outside with like piles of your CDs, lighting them on fire and... I mean, I remember seeing, um, I don't know what those, those like big, like construction things are called that have like the giant wheel at the front that like paves things. Do you know what I'm talking about? They crush things. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, like pile driving all her CDs. Yeah. Like crushing them and like buying them in droves at like places and then taking them outside and crushing them. Like it was really, you know, it was wild. I mean, it was so crazy for using a backing track which is something that like literally everybody does i know and it's crazy too that i've said this before i love britney so much but she doesn't even try to sing you know what i mean you she literally presses play on the cd player and that's what happens you know and i don't care like i (laughs) her shows i spend a lot of money i don't give a shit it's britney right I remember when all this stuff about the acid reflux started to come out and everything, I remember thinking like, oh, they probably made that up. She she probably wasn't really in that bad of a spot. Like mm-hmm. maybe she just chose to lip sync, which also would have been fine because a lot of people chose to lip sync, including Beyonce and people that are just like worshipped, like they're literally not right. even people anymore. Then when they they showed season two and they actually showed it all play out and I was like, oh no, her doctor literally said you cannot sing or you will permanently damage your voice. Right. Why did that not redeem her at all? Once the media had that story, like the narrative was set, it was like, Ashley Simpson's fake, Ashley Simpson's a lip syncer, everything about her is fake and we always knew it. You know, it was almost like mm-hmm. people were waiting for a reason to really hate her because why would you not? hate a girl like her in the early 2000s when we just hate women already you know what I mean like we had every reason to despise her and be really mean to her but like nothing concrete or solid yet she was like pretty chill for the most part and then that happened and it was like we got her boys you know what I mean like we got her uh yeah and I mean don't get me wrong like I'm happy that people are recognizing Jessica like after the whole framing Britney Spears thing people are mentioning now other women in the media too who have had the same treatment and you know even people are talking about like Paris Hilton and stuff and people weren't fair to her Mm -hmm. and I'm like once again Ashley is not being 
paid attention to and Jessica is ugh, I'm sorry but whatever Jessica went through with the media and yes it was brutal especially when they were saying she was fat and she was like 130 pounds mm-hmm. um or whatever it was yes that's crazy but like it cannot compare to literally like I mean it was like murdering someone what happened to Ashley like it was so brutal it was insanely brutal and it too I mean I, I I stand by this like I think that she was one of the first people that I can remember in my life getting legitimately canceled canceled like mm-hmm. what it actually means to cancel someone and not just be mad at them for a week like no we're stripping you of your career kind of thing yeah um it's insane and like you know I just feel like if we are gonna t- revisit Paris Hilton's interviews and it's like Gen Z found out who David Letterman is and now they're like freaking out. You know, they're like, wait a minute. I saw a clip of this guy interviewing Paris and he was mean to her. Paris is, listen, if we're going to revisit Paris Hilton and be apologetic about how we treated Paris Hilton, who is, has been openly homophobic. There are literally videos on YouTube of Paris Hilton using the N-word, openly racist, like openly anti-Semitic. And we're going to be like, be like we're so sorry Paris for how we treated you when you were getting caught with cocaine in your purse at the airport like we're gonna revisit that and be apologetic but we can't be apologetic to this girl who did literally nothing yeah you're so right like especially because now things are 10 times more sensitive with racism and calling out people that say shit like that and nobody cares just because she released this documentary where she (laughs) talked about the abuse that she went through which like that's terrible like nobody deserves to go through what she went through but i mean like i feel like i get attacked if i'm like oh like american beauty is one of my favorite movies and someone will be like how can you watch that kevin spacey blah blah blah. and i'm like because it's like a fucking movie and like i understand that not everybody can separate the art from the artist and I don't expect them to and that's Mm -hmm. completely fine but why are you picking and choosing so like I could yell at you then for be for loving Paris Hilton or is that not cool right now right or is that just not a hot button issue so doesn't matter like the, the rules are so blurred it's so asinine and like I agree I think that if you are a person who can't separate the person from the art, then like what I would suggest to you is that you do research on all the people that, that you, all the people in pop culture that you indulge in on a daily basis, because you'd be really surprised at what you find. Like ignorance isn't bliss just because you don't know that a person is bad. Just because Army Hammer was really good and call me by your name. And then a few years later, it comes out that he's a terrible person. It doesn't change the fact that he was terrible back then when you enjoyed the movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, everybody is just like one tweet away from you finding out that they're fucking terrible. Like, take it from somebody who has spent four years digging through celebrities garbage, basically. They're terrible people for the most part. (laughs) Terrible. They have warped senses of reality. They're brats. If they're child stars, they're completely fucked. Like, they're deranged. They're terrible Mm -hmm. people. None of them are like saints you know yeah I think it's really hard I mean look I'm not gonna 
I'm not going to excuse anyone using the N-word or, or like, obviously assaulting someone or something like that. That's next level. But in general, just as far as just, like, being a shitty person and not being, like, a crazy, racist, abusive person, it's, like, you're handed everything. You have so much money. There's t- Everybody wants to either, like, be your best friend or date you or use you for something. I mean, I don't blame these people that lose control. Like, if you're actually committing a crime or something, then, right. then yeah, that's different. But I don't know what the fuck I would – like, I say all the time – Like, if you followed me around with a camera when I was 19, or even, like, Jessica was, like, 22 on Newlyweds, like, it would be a disaster. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, my Facebook memory is enough. I mean, like, I I am haunted and taunted every fucking day that I wake up. And it's like, here's you drunk in a yard in 2007. It's like, thanks. Thanks. I know, like, I can't untag fast enough. I'm like, oh, my God. And I I even have that setting that doesn't show your timeline. Like, when someone tags you, you have to approve it first. And even then, I'm, like, deleting so quickly just in case there was, like, a glitch. No, yeah, totally. (laughs) Totally. It's wild. And especially in the era of newlyweds where they literally followed them around all day. It wasn't, like, Kardashians where they're like, okay, we need to set up this scene. And, Kim, you're going to talk to Courtney about the fight you guys had off camera. It's like... No, they literally just stood there when Nick was scratching his balls on the couch and waited for Jessica to say something funny. Like, they just stood there. It's like, of course, I mean, how many stupid things do you say throughout the day that, like, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. That that if I knew other people heard, I would be like, oh, my God. Like, my, what the hell? But no, it's it's so true. And it's like, I just feel like there are so many people who are – horrendous in Hollywood and they just haven't been exposed and they'll maybe die never being exposed and Mm -hmm. I don't understand being able to watch their like people will just like watch two and a half men right I'm like okay so (laughs) Charlie Sheen can just do whatever because he's Charlie Sheen and that's what are the rules like what I need like I need a a thesaurus or something like I need an index, something to explain to me. What are the rules? Because if you guys can, can if two and a half men can still be syndicated and we know who Charlie Sheen is, then what are the rules, sis? Yeah, and people just seem to think like, oh, he's like a kook. Yeah, right. Like, I'm just like, like he's Willy Wonka or something. I'm like, um, okay. I don't know if maybe you're not familiar with Charlie's past, but like, mm-hmm. girl come on like what is going on yeah it's insane yeah this is like slightly off topic but i know that you love the housewives too Mm -hmm. um did you read denise richards memoir no i didn't oh my god please like good just stay up tonight you don't need to sleep uh (laughs) it's so good like of course i was always like because oh a big turning point for me with your podcast where i realized okay we actually have the same like pop culture footprints is when you went from doing what you were doing and then you just like did a review of wild things i was like oh my god (laughs) 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 yes that is like the most me thing ever actually this movie was such a big deal and so like obviously i was fascinated by her because of that movie right and i just like randomly picked up her book one day and i was like i'm just gonna read this and it it's unbelievably good like it's so much better than you would think not that not that i think she wouldn't write a good book but like sure. i don't know i don't think of her as someone who would who would write a good book right yeah totally 
<laughs> my favorite thing was how she explained like how she would deal with Charlie and how at a certain point she just accepted him for who he was completely and he would be scheduled to pick up the girls and then she you know it would come on the news like Charlie Sheen you know found in a crack den blah 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 and she would just be like okay okay you guys no. aren't going to dad's today it's totally totally fine and then when she would talk to him again you know she would be like so are you done with the hookers or like when can we plan something she just accepted it and I was like that's because she had to because like these are her children but I feel like the whole world did the exact same thing to 1000 percent. it is in <laughs> It is, I mean, he's always my example because like his show is syndicated on like a million networks and, you know, like on Beverly Hills during her first year, it's like Charlie was like the Kramer of the show. We were all waiting for him to pop in and be wacky and then leave like, cause Denise was mm -hmm. talking about him so much and the girls being like, that Charlie, he's so crazy. What's it like to be married? Like crazy Charlie. It's like, uh, not good. <laughs> it's not, it's not fun to be married to Charlie Sheen. He's psychotic. And uh, he's allowed to just, like, gallivant around Hollywood. I don't get it. Yeah. And she should be the one that is getting paid, like, $2 million an episode for doing something. Like, people forget that she freaking took care of his children. Yeah. When he was in rehab, she just took them in. Like, she didn't have to do that. Those were not her kids. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's insane. It is absolutely insane. So, yeah, I don't, I don't understand the logistics of cancel culture because I no. feel like I talk about people every single week of my life that I think should be canceled and mm -hmm. they never are. So I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah. And then like going back to Ashley, it's like you compare what happened to Charlie Sheen with what happened to her. How is this like young, harmless girl getting, I mean, I know that it was dramatic before when I compared it to murder, but like it's, it's the like press equivalent of beating somebody with a baseball bat. No, totally. 1000%. It really is. It's like, it's like a, a career execution. Yeah. And so one thing that I found really curious, and it might have been Jessica, I mean, it might have been Ashley's choice, like maybe Jessica asked her about it. And she asked her not to put it in the book. But Jessica barely talked about Ashley in that book. And the good things that she said, like she said a lot of nice things about her, but there was nothing like the rest of her book was so raw and real and had so many details about these things that we had heard about in the press. Like, yeah, we knew that John Mayer was a creep, but like then when she detailed actually how he treated her, I was like, oh, so this person is like sick. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? He's another one. And, He's a good example. Oh my God. Yeah. Like how is he, like I, he was on, um, I think it was New Year's. Andy Cohen was checking in with him on New Year's <sighs> and I was like, oh my God, I hate him. And my mom's sitting there and she's like, oh, you don't hate him, blah, blah, blah. Like she's, you know, she's one of those people that's like, you know, you don't hate hate him. You just dislike him. I'm like, no, right. I hate him. And then I explained to her what happened from Jessica's book. And she was like, oh, okay, yeah, like I hate him too now. <laughs> yeah. The only person who doesn't hate him is ironically Andy Cohen, who loves to fucking be his little show pony and like sit on his lap on TV. It's like, we get it. You're friends with John Mayer. Like, girl. We get it. Nobody cares. Yeah, like, oh, cool. Like, congrats. Right. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like he, I, I feel like he's too jokey. He could benefit from listening to your podcast because, like, I feel like he doesn't take things seriously enough when he has on, like, a really big celebrity 
Like when when he had, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. watching all the clips of Mariah on his show, and he was kind of like joking about how she broke up with James Packer and they had been engaged and stuff. And he was kind of like treating it like this light, funny thing. And she was like, no, I was supposed to marry him. My engagement broke up. I don't think he's ever truly engaged. I I think that at one time he was, but now he's like, thinks that, you know, because he is such a, like a fame whore and like a star fucker. It's like, like, I feel like he views himself in a lot of ways, like on the same level as so many people. He's never like really engaged and like he'll ask mm-hmm. he knows like you know like four or five questions that a celebrity like that people always want to know about them so then he'll be like hey mariah um can you talk about jennifer lopez for a couple minutes thanks mariah it's, you know what i mean like stuff like that where it's like all right you got the sound bite or whatever cool yeah i'm like you if you're if you're such good friends with her like you're claiming to be then Basically, what you're doing right now is bringing up one of the most traumatic events from her life that literally was one of the things that led her to have this complete breakdown of her body where she was so exhausted that she was just, like, desperate for a couple hours of sleep. Right. Maybe at least handle it in a way that's not just, like... So, anyway, you know, back to your life. So, what happened with J-Lo? It's like, I, I can't. Yeah, he's not, he doesn't engage really, like, with anybody. Unless, of course, yeah. it is some guy like John Mayer that he is just so in awe of and so inspired by. Yeah, yeah, like, he's just, you know, John <laughs> is the smartest beacon of knowledge. Ew, and yeah, like, Jessica confirmed that that's how he really is. Like, she always felt stupid around him, and he was always telling her that she could be so much better, you know, and, like, excuse me, she's yeah. already great. I'm sorry she didn't write your body is a wonderland like are you kidding me yeah she's too busy running a multi-billion dollar company that you wish you could have but yeah i was i don't know like i want to know how jessica felt about the whole shadow thing i want to know was that shocking for her like i'm sure she knew parts of what ashley felt but how did she feel about the fact that she decided to literally play her in a music video and you know what i mean yeah that had to be really traumatic for her and she was expected to just like take it on the chain or whatever and and be like i'm proud of you you know what i mean but that had to be so weird yeah what was missing from this whole era and i totally don't understand is like where was the prime time the interview with all four of them because that's what i needed oh i know the dateline the oprah or the diane sawyer or whatever yeah after snl is really when it should have happened you know like, because I also want to know how Joe and Tina felt about it because it wasn't shading Jessica. Like, it was shading them, you know? I mean, the song starts with, I was six years old when my parents went away. I know. Like, what? That's so sad. I know. It's a pure trauma song. And it's so crazy <sighs> that people made fun of it. Like, a, a song about feeling abandoned by your parents because their other kid was like the current meal ticket crazy and i just want to know how she feels about it now because jessica obviously is breaking in however many millions of dollars every year and that's one thing but the fact that tina also is the president of her company you know and Mm -hmm. like she felt that tina and joe kind of like abandoned her to 
take care of Jessica's career and now she's the president of this company does she still feel like her mom you know what I mean like when Ashley calls is Tina already she's just like on the phone with Jessica talking about you know like a dress or something no totally yeah it's such a weird it's such a weird thing to imagine their family dynamic and I wish that they were the kind of family that would be like we're back we're doing a a one season thing where like you get to see all of us but like they wouldn't and that would be so cool though I need it so badly especially because somehow Diana Ross is now involved yeah like Ashley Simpson is related to Diana Ross and Ashley Ellis Ross like I can't (laughs) whoa I said Ashley Ellis Ross sorry (laughs) (laughs) sorry Tracy I don't know. Like, I I don't know what would happen next with these people. Like, I I mean, obviously, I'm doing a podcast where I talk about it for hours every week. So totally. Absolutely. (laughs) So I want to know how you feel about this theory that I have. I haven't told anybody this. I haven't said this on the podcast yet because I just this week it occurred to me. But I know that Ashley said that this song was about an ex, but I feel like that was a lie. And I kind of feel like nothing new is about her and Jessica, like at their worst. Oh, I've never thought about it. Because she's like comparing, she's saying like, you're so perfect and I can't just be myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I think it totally could. Yeah. When she's like, don't let me get in your way. You know what I mean? I just feel like right. she felt like a burden. Like, oh, don't let me get in the way of you recording your album and I'm just a backup dancer. You know what I mean? Yeah, and especially at the end when she says, like, I'm over the drama of you and that's some that's something new. Like, I'm mm-hmm. in a different place in my life now where I don't just, like, cower to you because you're Jessica Simpson. That's weird. Yeah. I've never, now I have another excuse to listen to it again. Yeah, I mean, I probably just, now you're going to think of that forever. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> so that's one thing. People, like, DM me, tell me if you think, am I losing my damn mind or is this real so i know that you probably are gonna save it for your next episode but in general what is your feeling about bittersweet world okay so without like giving all of it away i love it (laughs) (laughs) i think it's experimental and weird and i actually think that if you had to like like if there was like um like a filing cabinet and there was like a tab for that mid-2000s timbaland pharrell moment Mm -hmm. like ashley actually would be in it and i don't think people know that ashley would be in it along with like justin and nelly Furtado and madonna and yeah she would be there because that was a that was a timbaland album yeah i was i didn't know that much about the production of it i had just assumed that pete wentz worked on that album and she made a point he was not going to work on her album she wanted to be independent from him Mm -hmm. which I i was like why would you do that when they could probably write such a good song together? But now I'm like, oh no, that makes perfect sense. Especially because if she saw like Jessica and Nick, what they went through and everything. So she was probably like, I'm doing my own shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was so, even though I Am Me was successful, it was like the damage was done. Right. You know, I just feel like by her third album, she was just like, fuck it. Yeah, it was a definite like fuck it album. It was just like, I can kind of do whatever I want because nobody respects me anyway. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. was so, I mean, I, 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 it shouldn't come as any surprise to anybody that my big takeaway from the album is that I love it. And yeah, I just, I love it for its weirdness. Like, I just think it's like so experimental. And so, it's like the things about it that are great are like even better now. And the things about it that make me cringe are like more cringy now. Huh. 
<laughs> like it's more heightened now, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I just it's so weird to me that neither of them have released an album in like ten years. Like I get that Ashley and Evan had their album, but that's not the same. I know. And it makes me feel like do you think that I mean, obviously there's like a part of Ashley that probably just tested the waters to see if anybody would be interested. <sighs> I don't know. I think that maybe because well, this could go either way because I feel like Evan Ross. You could either look at it as he is Diana Ross's son, so he must be talented, and I just instantly respect him because he's like a Ross. Or you could look at it as, ooh, that's a lot of pressure. Like he's never going to be as good as Diana Ross, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I feel like Ashley maybe was gun shy, and she was like, I need to have him on my arm because he's from this really, really respected family yeah when it comes to music i love jessica and ashley and i think their music is great but like their whole appeal is their whole thing like the family the personalities all of that stuff and diana ross is a completely different story like that's that's an icon you know yeah totally i think she was maybe leaning on that a little bit yeah i definitely feel like she was like i'm not doing this by myself like i need and i would imagine i mean Ashley, even just like watching that show, I won't, I think that they have a really, really cute relationship and I won't use the word codependent, but like codependent, you know what I mean? Like there's a sense of like, we don't spend more than a mere couple minutes away from each other. And it's cool because they seem so in love, like so in love with each other. Um, yeah. But I bet like the thought of her doing it without him didn't even cross her mind, you know? Yeah. It makes me so sad. Like, I just want her to know you. I mean, I think it's the perfect time, too, because everyone is so obsessed with the 2000s right now. Mm -hmm. Every day I see people because, like, now I'm the epicenter of Jessica and Ashley and people, like, message me out of the blue and they just go off on how amazing they are and all the stuff and da-da-da, like, everything that we're talking about. And I'm just like, it's the perfect time. And even, like, it, she could even have complete control if she wanted to do even like a YouTube series or something where she's honest about what happened to her and the trauma that it caused her because I would not be surprised if she still talks about this in therapy and has issues from it. I want to see her just be completely honest and write about her life. No, I totally agree with that. I think she would be really good for like a YouTube series or like something on Netflix. I think YouTube may be like the best place for it and just yeah, her being super honest and open. And I mean, there's such a space for her because she's so, she's always been such a natural influencer because she's just cool. Like she's like that cool girl, you know? And like, she's still, the way she dresses is still so ridiculously perfect and like perfectly like, I didn't try at all, but I look so good all the time and I can just throw anything on and be as tomboy or feminine as I want. And I think that there's such a place for her, you know? Yeah, she's just so cool. Like, even when she's just going to CVS, I'm like, oh my god, I need that coat and those sunglasses and that, that bag and everything. Yeah. And that also makes me wonder, because she did a campaign while Jessica was pregnant and couldn't model any of the clothes she modeled for her, her collection, mm -hmm. but... I want to see them collaborate on a fashion thing. Like when I say fashion thing, I mean like a collection. <laughs> Ashley is more close to my style than Jessica's. Like I was watching her and Tina were on HSN the other night. Most of the clothes like I really wouldn't wear. I'm so happy for Jessica that they do so well and she has a market for them. Like I do have some of her stuff and I like it. But with Ashley, it's like every single thing that she wears. I'm like, no, I need it. Yeah, Ashley's got a real, they both, yeah, like you said, they both have such a distinct sort of style. 
and Ashley's is more of my taste. Like it's just effortless and chic and very high low, you know, like I always loved that back in the day she she could have been a Louis Vuitton girl, but she was like a goodwill girl who also would wear like some really high end designer bag or something, but it wasn't like she's always been a high low girl and I like that. I think that's cool. Yes. She has the personality to pull everything off. She's like, I mean, I love the Olsen twins, but she's like if the Olsen twins had an it factor. You know what I mean? Totally. Because they they really don't. They don't even want, like, they want nothing to do with (laughs) that. You know what I mean? They're like, goodbye. But I feel like Ashley, Ashley, like, has a similar sense of style to them if they had any fun. Yeah, they're like, the Olsen twins are like anti um, it factor, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whereas like Ashley just, it like exudes, like she just exudes, I don't know what it is. She's just got that thing. Yeah, I feel like she should be annoying, but she's not, you know? Very that. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, <laughs> she should be the girl that you're into, which is why I think she's so magnetic because she's the girl that you should be annoyed or intimidated by, but you're like, neither. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was kind of shook by the interviews that she did with Evan when their show and their album was coming out because he's the most confident person I think I've ever seen. He was just sitting back, not really reacting to most things. He would think about all of his answers when he was asked something like no anxiety about being on TV or being asked something. You know, he would pause before he would give an answer and he wouldn't talk too much or anything like that. And Ashley's like giggling away. She's like looking at him like every five seconds, like, you know what I mean, babe? And blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, they are so different. I actually really love that Evan loves her because I would expect somebody like him to be like annoyed by her, but I feel like he gets it the way that we do. (laughs) No, totally. Yeah. He gets her charm like so much and yeah, he's so cool and like just so sure of himself and, And I love that they're both, they like share each other's clothes and like he wears women's clothes and she wears men's clothes and they're just really cool. Yeah. They just seem like they just vibe all day. Mm -hmm, Totally. (laughs) I love the the moments where he'd be like, I'm taking that, like, like I'm wearing that blazer today. It should be like, okay, like, but I'm wearing the hat. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's so fun. Yeah. Well, we, we have to get into this episode, but. I just want to say, like, have you seen all of the brand deals and stuff that Ashley's been doing? I don't think so. It's like her, like, she's done so many. She's done in the past, like, couple months. Well, since the ba- the new baby's been born. So I guess that was, like, October. So I guess, like, six months. She's done Nick Jr., Applebee's. Did you see those pictures of her and Evan and Applebee's? I did see the. I saw them eating, like, Southwest spring rolls at Applebee's. I was <laughs> like... And she's done, like, apps about breastfeeding and all this kind of – and, like, all this stuff. It's, like, there's always these new brand deals. And I feel like she only posts on Instagram when she's doing one of them and stuff. And part of me is, like, that is so fucking cool that you literally don't have to work beyond just recording an Instagram video and you can just be with your kids all day. Like, that's awesome. But at the same time, I'm, like, you are so goddamn talented and you're eating at Applebee's and someone's photographing it. It's insane. It's it's absolutely <laughs> insane. And it gives me very like, God, like the potential of what your life could be. I mean, she mm-hmm. seems like she has a great life. I mean, come on. It doesn't really get much better than what she's got. But like, you know, it's like you don't have to be doing fucking brand endorsement deals from Lego or whatever, because you could mm-hmm. be doing so much like artistically. 
Yeah. My thing is like, I don't want anyone to think that I'm downplaying the importance of being a mom or I'm acting like that's not as important as music or whatever. Because I'm all about like, whatever you want to do with your life, you should do as long as you're not hurting anyone go for it. I don't think any one thing is more important. I don't think one person is more important because they're more famous or any stupid shit like that. Right. But I feel, even though I don't know her and I am just joining all of this information I've consumed over the past 20 years and making a assumption, I feel like she is scared or something or she's like scarred from what happened and she wants to do it. But she can't because there's so many women that kill it in the music industry and they are moms at the same time, you know, like Diana Ross. (laughs) Yeah, honest. Absolutely. She could. Oh, my God. She could totally do it. If listen, if Gwen Stefani can completely rebrand herself for like middle America for like boomers, Gwen Stefani is now like a boomer. Like she's one of the girls for the boomers. Mm-hmm. Ashley can do whatever she wants. Honestly, she could. Please, God, let it happen. I mean, if she's happy and she doesn't want to, then fine. But I just don't believe that. I think she wants to, and there's something like holding her back. Yeah, I think she's scared. <sighs> okay, well, Ashley, if you're listening, we love you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so let's get into this amazing episode. This is one of the best newlyweds episodes, right? I loved it. I thought it was so fun. I didn't remember anything about it before it started. And then I was like, oh, fine. Yeah. And I want to say that, honestly, like, Nick's grandma is the real star of this episode. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I'm just wondering, like, where was her reality show? Because it was, I just love seeing, I don't like Nick. And it just endeared me so much to him. You know what I mean? Yes, I do love when we get to see Nick just be able to fully embrace his, like, grassroots uh sensibilities mm-hmm. you know like his, his being a midwest boy yeah and she's like remember what granny told you like don't bite your nail <laughs> right <laughs> every man should have a, 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 a good clean pedicure manicure i mean i don't know how you feel about this but like do you prefer because i feel like i like a healthy combination but do you prefer like the moments of newlyweds that are just like they're completely normal people or are you more fascinated by seeing all of the showbiz stuff play out? Um, I like the slice of life stuff because I think that that's what made like the difference between reality stars now and back in the day is like, like you could be a reality TV star that had people still care about Ashley Simpson. She hasn't been on TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know she just had that show, but like they care about her mostly based on the fact that she was on MTV And it was because you get to learn who these people are like at their core. It's like a different kind of like bonding moment. Like we know Jessica because of this show and we're still endeared to her because of this show, because of the slice of life stuff. Yeah. You really get like the Simpson family experience too. Right. And it's not like contrived drama Because if this was a show that was on now, it would be drama and highs and lows. And I'm fighting with Ashley. I'm meeting up with Ashley at at tea so that we can make up. And, you know, it would be that. Yeah. And it's like, even though the Kardashians can be vulnerable, they're always just sitting there. They're either in gowns or they're in like sweats, but still full makeup. And they're acting like it's the morning and they're all just like getting up or whatever. And But Chris is wearing a gigantic emerald necklace that weighs like 25 pounds. Right. I don't personally roll over and pull like a gigantic piece of jewelry out of my drawer and immediately put it on. You know what I mean? 1000%. And there's always like 
a beat. The thing that about the Kardashians that drives me insane, and I've been saying this on microphones for four years. I don't understand like the level of fame that they're at. What is the point of having a B plot on your show where Chris oh becomes God. a mime or whatever? Like, <laughs> or like Chloe gets addicted to cappuccinos. Are you fucking kidding? Like, are you kidding? Can't. No. I- <laughs> And it's like, oh, they're like they're all pranking each other. I'm like, what? This was punked. Like, this was 20 years ago that we were amused by this. Right. Like, you guys really are. There's like a portion of your show. Like, half the show is like very raw, very like, well, allegedly raw, very like, you know, I'm I'm working with a surrogate. My husband is having mental health issues. Whatever my husband, my boyfriend is an alcoholic, whatever. And then there's always that B plot of like kylie is addicted to painting her nails it's like okay (laughs) yeah it's like why do you have to cut the drama with something funny like this was never supposed to be a comedic show right like you guys are stuck in two like you said 2010 it's crazy yeah i don't know i'm wondering like if their hulu show is going to be more of a docuseries it's like i would be more interested in seeing kim like I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, she doesn't actually do anything, blah, blah, blah. But, like, whatever she does do, I want to see, like, her business meetings and shit. Like, how does she decide what to do? Like, she can do literally anything with her money and with her time. So, like, how does she decide actually what to put out? You know what I mean? Yeah, I would love for it to be a show about their actual lives. Like, you know, at Kylie's weird office that I'm sure she's never at. And Kim at her Skims meetings and what they're like like what their lives are really like not like contrived drama just like like you said docu-series right getting back to the episode like this first scene where they come home and they're just kind of like singing christmas carols they're walking in the house and jessica drops her phone and it's like boring but completely not boring because it's like i also do that <laughs> right you know they get into this fight that just naturally happens and it's so interesting because you feel like you're a fly on the wall and it's not, okay, now we're going to go sit on the couch and Nick and Jessica are going to talk about what just happened. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it plays out in real time and what whatever happens, happens and whatever they catch, they catch and whatever they say, they said. Now, they did put a lot of fake conversations into the show and everything. It was still edited to a point. Right. But to me, this is like so interesting seeing – Jessica try to be honest about his song which is insane like I can't believe he played this song for her with any kind of pride like <laughs> sorry I I'm know, sorry I know and on camera I was like Eek. right and when they like cut to him and he was like smiling really big I was like oh you dear dear person I what And then he gets all, like, he acts like a two-year-old. And she's like, well, of course I'm going to be honest with you. Like, don't you want me to be honest with you? And I'm like, yes. I wouldn't want my spouse to just sit there and say that everything was so great all the time. Then what they say doesn't mean anything. That's why I didn't make your Christmas album. That's a f***ed up thing to say. (laughs) you. Nick! That's not, I don't like that. Well, say it in a way that's a little less f***ing abrasive next time. Are you mad because I didn't like that song? Don't worry about it. Baby, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not talking to you. Are you really mad because I don't like that song? Baby, I'm not talking to you right now. Now I'm scared to hurt your feelings. I thought you were being funny. When have you ever been scared to hurt my feelings? Baby, I thought you were being funny. I was, but my God. You mean about it. Maybe there's a lot of songs that I wrote that you don't like. 
Jessica, would you drop it, please? Well, it's the, like, it's the, I don't even know what word you would use to describe it. It's, like, the underlining narrative of the show that they don't, it's, like, that nobody says it out loud. But, like, they know that Nick's career is, like, in the toilet. You know what I mean? And, like, it's just, it's, like, embarrassing. You know what I mean? It's just so embarrassing. Yeah. And he does say to her, like, I guess this is a fair argument. He says to her, yeah, but you don't have to say it that way. Like, you can be nicer about it or whatever. And I'm just like, are you sugarcoating it and being nice when you tell her to shut it all the time, Nick? Exactly. 1,000%. I think that Nick, I don't think that he's actually okay with being in a relationship with somebody who is sort of like the star. Because every relationship has a star, obviously. Everybody knows Mm -hmm. that. Like, even two boring people together, there's one that is the star, always. But, like, I don't think that he's as comfortable being with the star than he, maybe they thought it was, you know? No, I think he was happy when Jessica looked up to him and asked him. I mean, there's a lot of moments on Newlyweds, too, where she's just like, oh, you know, should I do this? Or, Nick, I can't, even with her phone, where she's like, Nick, I can't get the thing back on, you know? And if he, like, you don't need his help. You can do it, girl. Like, don't worry. And I think once she started realizing that and she, like, her fan base started building and more people are around her, like, letting her know how great she is and all that kind of stuff. She needed to grow out of that young girl that looked up to him and was like, oh my gosh, you know, like he's older and he knows more than me and he's more successful than me. Like she was Mm -hmm. growing into a different person. Nick, it won't go back in. Nick. (laughs) Nick, I can't even get my thing back in. Nick, it won't come on. I'll fix it in a minute. Her, Her going like, Nick is like in it's inside my cells. I know. I know. I know. It's like even just like when she said it the first time I was like, "Oh my god, it's like it's like soothing in a way." Yeah. And I love how she's singing "Oh come all ye faithful." Mm-hmm. Um and she sings like "Oh come all ye faith fuck" because she drops her phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it's just this loud beep, like, I'll play the clip. Oh, come on, ye faith. Especially because she's so religious, I just think that that's hilarious. I know. And it gave me a lot of uh, PTSD of dropping my phone, but then realizing that it's okay because they were, they were made of plastic and they could just drop <laughs> from really high and it was, like, always fine. Yeah. I mean, those phones, you could drop them off of, like, the Empire State Building. And, yeah, the back would come off. Like, this gave me war flashbacks, how it was, like, the entire back of the phone came off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you like, your battery is, like, you know, somewhere on the other side of the room. And then you put it back on, and it's just, like, ding, 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 ding. And it just comes right back on, and it's always fine. And there's no such thing as a broken screen. Yeah. If you paid me a million dollars, I couldn't open my iphone right yeah yeah it's so weird (laughs) so nick starts talking about how she's gonna have her closet redone by california closets while they're away and they show multiple rooms of this unbelievable mess Mm -hmm. i really hope that nick actually paid those poor people what they deserve because i don't know if you remember the first episode where he pays that maid twenty dollars an hour Mm-hmm. 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 I do. Fucking cheap ass couch potato Nick. Um 
their like piles of clothes are so the fact that they were on tv with their house in disarray the way it was upstairs is just so telling of like this is two people who were too young to be doing this like Mm -hmm. they just weren't ready to be married and they were kids pretending to be adults Oh, yeah, completely. And him being so much older than her, like he wasn't, he was like six and a half years older than her. That he still was like, it's just so ridiculous that by default, he became the smart one. Right. And I, I told, I mean, you know, I mean, like, um, they're like, like mentally kids. Yeah. You know, like he seems so, it's, yeah, like he seems so stunted in a lot of ways too. Like he just Mm -hmm. presents as like a boomer or something, but like really, Mm -hmm. he's like, got so many childish sensibilities and it's like yeah you got like you're you're on tv and your house is basically empty you they don't like the most of that house was completely empty the whole time that they filmed and Mm -hmm. the upstairs was just full of dirty clothes everywhere yeah even though he didn't go about it the right way his frustration with her not picking anything up i mean i doubt that that was all her stuff you know what i mean right like he probably contributed to it in some way but yeah i i like i obviously get like i try to give him the benefit of the doubt when i can because i don't want the listeners to just think that i just pound on him for no reason like i try to point out when he does something nice or when he does something good or whatever because i do think that he's too hard on her but like i also do understand that if you move in with someone and they're leaving like their wet towels on the floor yeah and you don't know them like they don't know each other in this way they're like learning how to live with each other and like to be fair like of course when i was younger i was always like he's an asshole she's the princess she's a queen everything she says is funny smart and great she always looks cute but jessica simpson but now it's like you know and i love jessica now but it's like of course as an adult i'm looking at the things that she's doing and being like i of course i couldn't live with jessica simpson if i like of yeah. course I couldn't fucking live with Jessica, you know? And I'm sure she looks back at this stuff and is like, oh my God, what is wrong with me? Right. Well, the, the funny thing is that she was on Good Morning America like a week ago. And well, she did like a little press blitz because her album or her book was released on paperback. So she was on a bunch of shows. And on one of the shows, she said that for some reason she had like a million dishes to do and it was taking her like hours and hours to do them. And then her husband walked in the room and he was like, Jessica, why are you using the dishwasher? Like, is it broken? And she was like, oh my God, I had no idea that we had a dishwasher. (laughs) She still got it. I was like queen of not realizing things right away. Still going strong. She still got it. Yeah, but the thing is, like, she's so delightful at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't, I feel like he also didn't appreciate her in that way. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, for sure. He didn't understand, like, her charms. Or they had worn off by the time they decided to live together. Yeah. I mean, she's almost like you're saying the kitten or, like, a puppy. Like, it's insane that we put up with what pu- puppies do. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? But I would do it. In, like I love dogs so like you're just so cute and I just it this is so this is so much fun and I love having you around so like okay whatever I have to clean up your poop I'll just do it you know what I mean it's exactly. like I feel like he didn't appreciate the things about her that we all saw in the show yeah like he didn't it gives me very like you, like you said earlier when you have a roommate or something and then you learn about who they are like you love everything about them and you're young and then you live together and you're like oh i 
can't fucking stand you. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And whether it's right or wrong, like it just happens sometimes. And I feel like Mm -hmm. everything that he thought was like really charming about her, he like no longer found charming when they lived together. Yeah, and it must be really hard. As much as I think in many ways it was deserved, it must be really hard if you're both presented to the world and the world picks her. And it's it's not even like, yeah, they did a lot of newlywed stuff together and people loved the newlyweds and everything. But we watched because of her, you know, and mm-hmm. he knew that the whole time. Like that must have been impossible for him to deal with. Oh yeah, it was I mean, it was her show. You know, and it was like supposed mm-hmm. to be this big launching pad for both of their careers. But, you know, I, I can't imagine what it felt like for him to realize while he was already contractually tied to it, that it actually was a sounding, it was a, a, a launching pad for Jessica's, the, like the the reintroduction of her career. And it had nothing to do with him. He was like a prop. I mean, he is the Kramer of the show. Yeah. And I feel like if it was true love, he would have been like, I'm just going to follow her to all her appearances and hang mm-hmm. out and be supportive and I'll have my moment again. I had the moment where I was the more famous one and she was opening for me and now it's kind of like I'm opening for her, you know? Yeah, and I also kind of blame Joe for that. Hmm. I blame Joe for his involvement in their relationship and, you know, it's like I've heard Nick say that, like, Joe basically made it seem to him like he had his best interests career-wise as well. Where he was like, well, no, I'm looking out for you just as much as I'm looking out for her. And then he realized, like, well, no, Joe doesn't give a fuck about me. Of course. Are you kidding? What is wrong with me? Joe Simpson doesn't care if my singles do well. Are you kidding me? (laughs) So, you know, and then Joe, I I just picture Joe just peeking through those curtains and blinds all the time. Just around all the time. Making decisions about their, their marriage and how to present it to the world and all of that stuff, you know. Oh, yeah, because I kept saying when we first started doing this podcast, I was like, yeah, they were huge, but, like, why didn't they do a an album together? Mm-hmm. Because Joe was not going to let that happen. Like, he yeah. wanted to establish Jessica. He was like, hell no. Like, they even – they took him off of Take My Breath Away, even though the episode previous to this is the duet when they focus an entire episode on the fact that they're doing a duet, and then they just took him right off of it, and it's Jessica's song. Yeah, and it didn't do anything but make Jessica seem even more famous being next to him who was so, like, not famous anymore. You know, it was like, it was really, he really had, I feel like, found himself in, like, a real fucked up situation, honestly, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. And I'm not, like, a, I'm obviously not a, uh, a Nick apologizer, but, like, I do think as an adult looking back, I would have been like, what is this life I have? Like, I'm basically married to joe oh my god (laughs) like i'm sort of in a relationship (laughs) with joe simpson he must have been so relieved when joe and tina started being with ashley all the time oh my god (laughs) because they're always there you know they are always around they are always (laughs) doing things and making choices and it's it's crazy i mean tina lives in their home She completely doesn't mind picking up after Jessica. And you know what I mean? Like, she's fine. She's like, I'm fine with you. Right. And like, Jessica's so used to having a bunch of people orbit around her that she doesn't (laughs) realize, like, maybe I should tell them to leave so me and Nick can get like an hour alone tonight. You know what I mean? Because she doesn't know any Mm -hmm. different. 
Yeah, and I feel like it's really funny to me that we're saying Jessica's smart. Like, I've always, I think she was always smart. But it's like, she has these blind spots in her knowledge. And I do think it was because her and Joe and Tina were just full steam ahead her whole life trying to do what is now happening. She doesn't know what certain things are. She wasn't paying attention to that. She was like, I need to sing. Like, this is what I'm doing. And I just feel like they had this bond because of that like not just a mother-daughter bond or a father-daughter bond they also had the business bond circling that whole thing at the same time and it Mm -hmm. like he he like couldn't penetrate that no it was impossible he was married to three people (laughs) and like that was just his life you know i think he realized it too late like almost like Mm -hmm. well now that we live together i really see how much they really do how many decisions they make for you Mm -hmm. well you know what blew my mind in the book was when Jessica describes being at Drew Lachey, um, Drew and Leah's wedding, and she knew that Nick really wanted to get married, and she felt like he might leave her if she didn't make it official. And I had no idea. I thought, oh, she's religious, and like she's from the South, so they all they get married when they're young, and that's just what they do. And she probably wanted it just as much as he did, but in actuality, she felt kind of like rushed into it. Yeah, that is really crazy. That is like a really, really crazy thing. Because I think so many people would think that too about her. And I just can't believe that like when this show started for most of the first season, she was 22. I know. It's so weird. And she was such an influential 22 year old like she had the world in the palm of her hands because she didn't know the difference between chicken and tuna. I mean, it's like crazy. And it's so, yeah, I think about that all the time. Like, if she hadn't made that one offhanded comment, there are so many people's lives that would be completely different. Oh my god. Comedians, late night hosts. (laughs) Like, it's, it's, it reached a decade of pop culture, at least. Yeah. Like, whoever the key grip was on Newlyweds now has a five-bedroom house. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's why when she talks about all of her, you know, she feels like this was so meant to be. And she feels like God specifically gave her this mission in life to be a singer. And she always had this confidence because she felt like she knew it was all going to happen and fall into place the way that it did. It's like, well, yeah, when a completely random thing like that happens and it changes the rest of your life, your husband's life, your parents' lives, everyone around you, Ashley. Would Ashley even have a show if it wasn't for Jessica saying that one sentence? No, I don't, not at all. Yeah. Because so many people tuned in to see the show because of that. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like, of course she thinks it's all meant to be. Like, how the fuck did that even happen? It's insane. It's insane. So yeah, they're at the airport and well, first of all, a kid walks up to them with a disposable camera and is just like, can I take your picture? I just can't. (laughs) I just can't imagine seeing them in an airport and just walking up to them and just being like, hey, can I take your picture? I know. And they just pose. (laughs) They're like, okay. Um, And then Jessica talks about how her bag tested for explosives and Nick goes, I always knew you were the bomb. She's like, Nick, that was bad, Nick. (laughs) <laughs> i know she's always like oh lord stop <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he asks for sex three times a week like he can't think of anything else to say he's like oh i better play my role of i'm so horny because i'm a man so this makes me macho 
he's always performing like a a middle American Midwestern guy, like always. Like this is what married couples say. Like he's like Al Bundy all the time. Yeah, I mean, I feel like most guys would want to make people think that their hot wife is like ripping off her clothes whenever she possibly can to get on top of him. Right. And instead he just keeps pushing this thing like she's this boring, prudish girl who just won't sleep with him. And I'm like, why are you, why? I know, it is so weird. It's it's just such a weird, and like to be so young and so newly, I mean, to be literal newlyweds and to be talking like, I mean, they sound like my like 50 year old aunt and uncle. Where I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like, you're young. Yes. In the premiere of the season, uh, their anniversary episode, it starts with them just sitting on the couch and uh, Nick is like, yeah, I think we had a good first year of marriage, blah, blah, blah. Not nearly enough sex, but, you know. And Jessica says so genuinely, she's just like, why do you always say that? And I think it's because they had a perfectly normal, like, healthy sex life. So she was just genuinely reacting like, why are you saying this? Yeah, because it's like a bro bit. A married bro bit. It's like, it doesn't make you look good, Nick. No, it's so weird. If that's true and she didn't want to have sex often, then you should be like then trying to figure out why that's happening. And like that is probably on you, you know? Yeah. And not like making fun of her for it on your show. (laughs) Yeah. So they are splitting Christmas between Cincinnati and Texas. Christmas will be in Texas um, and Cincinnati. We juggle... Now that we're married, we juggle both the families and try to see everybody. So it's always a kind of stressful time, Christmas time. They start in Cincinnati. And Jessica's, like, making a big deal about a mincemeat pie, which I don't know. Like, have you eaten that? I've never had that. I've never had mincemeat pie, but when I saw her making a big deal about it, I was like, oh, I was reminded, like, this is exactly the kind of thing Jessica would make a big deal for, like, several hours. Yeah, I feel like she would, so far after the fact, they'd be talking about something completely different. And then she would be like, but Nick, I don't know if I want to eat it. Like, maybe I could just, like, pretend I'm eating it. You know what I mean? Or something. Yeah, like, it was like, this is the goo gone moment, but pie. (laughs) She's just, like, mystified. She's like, I don't, like, how does somebody think of that? Like, mincemeat pie, is there actually meat in it? She's so curious about everything. And, like, so childlike about everything. Yeah, we're seeing her learn about the world, which, yeah, I don't know. Like, I relate to that, like, going over someone's house and you're just like, I don't know what kind of food they are <laughs> going to yeah. give me, you know? And I love her just, like, staring at it. When, like, not to jump ahead, but, like, her staring at him, eat it, and put it in his mouth. Like, she's mm-hmm. such a kid. I love it. Yeah, well, she also is, like, uncomfortable later when she's in Texas because her uncle or whoever was like, yeah, I shot this deer and... Now we're all going to eat it. And her and Tina are like, I can't, I can't think about this. It's like, they're so innocent. Right. (laughs) Tina's like, they're just so doe-eyed and have so much whimsy. And they just frolic through the the world like it's a fairy tale as Jessica's like putting it in her mouth. (laughs) I like live for Tina. Like I would die for her. She's my favorite Simpson, honestly. Like she's my favorite over Ashley (laughs) and Jessica. Yes, I love her so much and she I love that she's like the real 
you know, she's like the real manager, whether they want to say it oh or not. God. Like it's her, you know, Joe just signs contracts and she does everything. The styling, the hair, the makeup, the album covers, the photo shoots, the appearances, the red carpet looks. I mean, she does everything. Yes. And she's such a mom. Like she's so for her kids. Like she's always at the event with absolutely no makeup on, like whatever she pulled out of her drawer. You know what I mean? Like she's not Chris standing there with whatever, like the hour and a half of hair alone. You know what I mean? And she like has really short hair, but you know that she's in hair for like an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. She was just there to like support them and do whatever she could for them. Yeah. She's very like unapologetically hands-on, protective. She's just the best. She's the best. Yeah. And it paid off because now she's the president of a billion dollar company. So right. yeah, that could have been you, Nick, but <laughs> then they, oh, that whole thing about the dog's anal glands. Oh, um... Yeah. <laughs> The grandma says, like, so matter-of-factly, too, like, she's not phased by this because she lives with it. So she just tells them that the dog's anal glands emit black tar, like, <laughs> quote, black tar. I don't pick her up. She yeah. have a bladder problem or something? Uh, anal glands. <laughs> what do you mean anal glands? Around the behind. Well, I know what anal glands are, but what... What's wrong with them? They, they seep out black tar. <laughs> Oh my god. Are you serious? Yeesh. So black tar will come from the pugs behind, onto me. <laughs> Dolly, you stay down there. It's a, Can't you get those drained or something? You could uh, take her to the vet and they will squeeze them open and drain it. Just like a boil or something. Again, something that would make Jessica laugh for like days. Yeah, it's like that's something in addition to like that she's never heard that buffalo wings are chicken. Like she definitely has never heard about black tar coming out of a dog's <laughs> anal gland. You know, that's just that's beyond her. Um, and then they show Nick like moving over on the floor because he doesn't want any of the tar to like leak out and get onto him. Um, and then it kills me because the scene ends with such a good cut with Jessica just goes, I don't want a dog, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the anal glands moment. That is so, I don't want a dog, Nick. Oh my God. I don't want a dog, Nick. Like as if he's sitting there saying like, "Mm, I think that now that I've seen this dog that's leaking, I really want a dog. You know, she's just just in case. I don't want a dog, Nick. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which her poor dog ended up getting eaten by a coyote. I know. I can't even look at Daisy. I literally can't. That is insane. It's so sad. I know, like, I I can't even imagine what that feels like. This woman has been through too much. We need to just, like, I mean, we need to do what we're doing now, basically, which is praise her for two hours. Right. Um, yeah, so then they go to Waco. Uh, Tina's there. She's trying to hang Christmas lights, and he's supposedly helping. But, like, he's standing there eating a bag of chips. And then they, they try to frame it like, well, Jessica's not helping. Like, they keep showing Jessica just wandering around or whatever she's doing and then they have this super super close-up on her face and she's just like i bought it i'm not i'm not doing it like i paid for it yeah she's like i'll pay for it but i'm not gonna go put them up i originally was gonna hire somebody for my grandparents to decorate the outside my cousin zev wants to decorate the outside but it's like tradition for him to do it we went out and bought everything to decorate the outside i bought it i don't decorate 
like, yes. It was almost like when someone cooks dinner and then everyone else is like, oh, no, 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 we'll do the dishes. Like, mm-hmm. you cook dinner. Just let her look in the catalog and buy something because that's what she wants to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 1000%. And I love when she was like, when she was like, well, they look weird going up like half the tree. And they were like, it was like, Baby, that's how everybody does it. That's how they do it, baby. They go half up. Nobody does it the whole way. Just go, no, no. Like, you, don't, you do you do half up. It's like, okay. Like, I've seen, I've seen trees with branches with lights, but okay. <laughs> right. That's something I've witnessed before. But honestly, if, like, if you're not aware that chicken is in buffalo wing, you know what I mean? Like, I just right. feel like that. <laughs> right. That, things just she missed a few things you know yeah so they're at aunt sally's house which by the way i would basically give my life to see like a lynn spears and tina reality show i know it's wild how similar they are they are so alike they even look alike you Mm -hmm. know same haircut same hair color same height they're both tiny it's crazy (laughs) i think about that way too much so yeah they're at the Christmas and I love how they were eating it's just so normal like they were eating off red plates with green napkins because you know that that grandma or Aunt Sally like didn't want to do all those damn dishes right yeah it was really fun to see them like going like home home mm-hmm. you know like real home like this is where we always went for Christmas kind of gig yeah you're if that's exactly what it is it's fun like it's just so enjoyable to see yeah and then they're all singing by the piano which I literally thought only happened in movies like i don't know about your family no. uh, does your family do this <laughs> jesus no not in, not even on our best day no it's just so wholesome it's so wholesome and so like, like i've always like wondered what it would feel like to come from a music family like i just think it looks really fun to like for everybody to just break out into song and stuff all the time and like love singing it just seems so fun but I can't, like, imagine it. No. Like, everyone getting along for that long that, like, then we're all singing together. I just – I know I'm exposing my dysfunctional family, but <laughs> – Like, no. Nick, come sing. Okay, let's do something fun. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Jessica doesn't know the term wet your whistle. She's like so genuinely confused. And they explain to her like it means drink something. Yeah, I need to that. wet your whistle. I don't want to try that. Wet the whistle? Wet the whistle. Wet your whistle. That one. Yeah, you need you your your throat. Throat. Oh. Strong like have a sip. <laughs> And then there's this really interesting scene to me because this doesn't happen a lot on newlyweds at all where Jessica and Nick are like very affectionate. They're sitting on the chair and Jessica starts kind of coming on to him in front of everyone yeah. like in, on Christmas, which she never does on camera really. Like she doesn't usually say anything sexy to him. Like I feel like now when there's couple reality shows, everybody makes a point to be like, well, you know, we'll talk about that later, babe, or whatever, in the bedroom or something. You know what I mean? Like, that never happened. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I'm ready to be alone. And he's like, okay, I'll leave. <laughs> 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 and she's actually, fl- she's like, no, like, I'm ready to be alone with you. I'm ready to be alone. All right, I'll leave. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-
<laughs> Copperfield. <laughs> my horny man, husband, my gosh. Why can't you just wait till you get back to Dan and Pepple? That's risky enough. I will not. I will be ready and willing. <laughs> they try to make it seem like Joe is upset about this, but you can tell it's like not even in the same hour. That, that, I know, that it's when they so funny. MTV's shady jump cuts and them showing Tina like looking over and then looking away. Yeah, and sometimes it's not even Tina probably never has given anyone a dirty look in her life. So it's like right. she's literally just looking to the side. It's not even Yeah, it's anything. like from and, the day prior. <laughs> right. And Joe is like cradling the dog and seems completely unbothered. I mean, they are married, you know what I mean? Like even yeah. if they're conservative people, they're married and they're not really doing anything, but I just found that kind of interesting to see because they have chemistry like there's actually some like tension in that you can tell that they both want to like go sleep together you know right. what i mean no yeah totally whenever they have those moments it's like you get reminded of like like when they have sweet moments it's like oh yeah like they there's a reason that they work so well together you know what i mean it wasn't all just mm -hmm. bickering and him her in quotes annoying him and him being an asshole and like you know whatever they had like real cute moments on this show that i always forget about honestly yeah, I forget too until I see them. Again, I'm like, oh, they were a couple. Okay. Right. <laughs> this wasn't just a, a show. Like, they had something. But none of that matters because Ashley is knitting in a completely iconic fashion and minding her own business. Yeah. <laughs> I could not believe that they zoomed in on her knitting. It was so cute. It was everything. Like, what was she knitting? I need the whole story. Definitely, like, a really, 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 really long scarf. Like a thin, long scarf. Skinny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's honestly the best guess that anyone could come up with. So yeah, it's Christmas morning. This is so cute. This is just so, again, real. They're all just cooking breakfast together. They have the greasiest food ever. And, you know, Jessica has on like just a big t-shirt and they're all just hanging out. And I can't imagine how awkward it must have been that there's all these like middle-aged guys holding cameras and like a producer. I know. I think about that all the time. Especially because they take up so much space, and even more specifically in like a a normal person's house, just like mm -hmm. a, a ranch style home. There's a, a film crew on top of the family. Yeah, and you know they're interrupting all the time, like like oh Jessica, like we can't see your face. Like can you turn to the side a little bit? You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like, mm. um, did you see the comeback? Oh yes, oh yes. Okay, it's one of my. It's like my favorite show. Yes, it's it's literally one of the greatest things ever made. Yeah. You know, it's like Shakespeare and that. Yeah. People don't talk about enough how much Newlyweds inspired that show. Oh my God. So much, especially like, I feel like the moments of her like in the kitchen, like eating and stuff reminds me mm -hmm. so, yeah, it's so Newlyweds. Yeah, I wonder if Jessica was ever like the way that, you know, Valerie's always interrupting mm -hmm. and she's just like, she's like saying to the producer, oh, well, maybe we should do that again. Should I go back to the, you know, should I go back to the door and do that again? And they're like, no, you were pretending like that, that right. we're not here, you know? Right. I would kill to see an unedited newlyweds reel of like Nick getting hit in the head with the mic and oh all that kind of God. stuff. The amount of money I would pay for a shit they should have shown DVD. Please. Whoever's sitting on that, by the way, 
you know what I think is weird? YouTube is so fast to copyright claim anyone. Like if they use three seconds of a song, it's like, oh, you cannot have any ads on this video, blah, blah, blah. But all of the newlyweds and all of the Ashley Simpson episodes are on YouTube and no one cares. I know. That's the weird thing about MTV shows too is like they, their shows all get stuck in like a weird limbo after because they use so much music. Yeah. And they have that fake music. Like, have you heard that? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's weird because then they play other songs. So what was covered under their blanket license? Like, I honestly don't understand it. And I took a music business class and I still like could not tell you what the hell is going on. It is really weird. I mean, there has to be something to it because during that time, like they use so many of the same songs too. MT like Diary and True Life and all those shows used. I mean, Daft Punk was like the entire soundtrack to every mm-hmm. MTV show. Missy <laughs> Elliott. <laughs> I mean, like, how many times have you heard that in the background of an MTV show? Yeah, and they would use the same like four songs on America's Next Top Model, Newlyweds. Yes. It was just you could tell that they all had the same CD that was just like nine tracks. Mm-hmm. That they were like allowed to use as filler. So yeah, they're all, I, I love when Tina goes, would Martha be proud? Jessica's just like, no. 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 <laughs> but it was so sweet how normal it was. It was like, oh, like, this is what it looks like for a celebrity to go back home. And it's not weird to be in a tiny ranch style house and like, mm-hmm. you know, be taking like some Jiffy corn muffins out of the oven. Like, it's all very, it's still normal. Yeah. And I love how Ashley too, her hair, like she is, has a bun and she has on one of those like skinny 2000s headbands yeah yes they would like crush my skull but obviously i had to wear one if like if ashley was wearing one (laughs) (laughs) and they all have on matching christmas pajama pants it's so cute it was really cute christmas morning was really sweet i was like oh this is like this is what it looks like to not have a dysfunctional family huh must be nice oh but then at the same time Joe is at the video shoot for Sweetest Sin being like, now Jessica can have sex until she's blue in the face. So look at them big old hanging things. (laughs) 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 Oh my God, Joe. Um, Joe knows about us, by the way. Joe, Tina and Jessica and Casey all know about us. So, hey guys. Um, (laughs) 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 So in true Texas fashion, they start talking about rattlesnakes. Oh Yeah. Yeah, Jessica's, like, upset because Tina told her that they can come up through the toilet. Oh, yeah. She's like, that's been my worst fear my entire life. Yeah. No, I mean, she probably still thinks about it when she, <laughs> when she's, like, in the bathroom in Texas. I like when her, her like, grandpa or whatever started joining in on the, the hijinks. And he's like, they travel in pairs, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're all so unfazed by the cameras and everything Uh i remember kathy griffin talking about when she started doing her show and some people when they would come over they would be in full hair and makeup and she would just be like oh no like i literally just i just walk around my house in sweatpants and stuff like this isn't a show you know right? exactly nobody in waco was doing that none of you can tell that none of them even give a shit they're not like "Ooh, hollywood camp like no they don't even they're just like yeah rattlesnakes they'll get you you know <laughs> yeah and i bet it's like a thing too where it's like if the you know they're they spend like more than an hour with these people like they just kind of forget that they're probably even recording it yeah you know totally so then they're opening presents this is the part that's not relatable <laughs> Oh my god. So, <laughs> Jessica gets two presents. I think the car is from Tina and Joe, and then 
Nick gets her diamond bracelets. And the funniest part about it to me is that Jessica already has, like, a Mercedes. <laughs> right. She's like, I get to trade it in for, my, for a new one. And she's, like, so excited. Like, it's so cute how excited she gets. And I'm like, girl, you have one, you know? Like, is she really that into cars that now, like, I guess it was the next year, you know, model? Which, like, what is the difference? Like, the picture on the thing looked exactly like her car, except maybe a little dark. Like, it seemed like it was, like, a darker silver or something. Yeah, it was so funny. I love when Nick was like, you get to train in your Mercedes for a Mercedes. Let's read the card first. Something beautiful awaits you in your garage. It's in your garage. <laughs> That's what it looks so like. Cool. It's silver. That car is so hot. And I'll be hot in it. Get the That's going to be so much fun to drive. I get to get rid of my other one. Exactly. And right, I have driven for a I record I get to get rid of my other Mercedes. If you don't have any place to put it. You know? Good Lord. <laughs> Because that's the thing about them that he became famous. Like, yeah, he was he was still young when 90 Degrees got big. But like he had a like he was 30 at this time. Right. He had a life, you know, he knows what it's like to have a job. He knows what it's like to clock in. She doesn't even she didn't even pick up like a few shifts as a waitress when she was trying to record her like nothing, you know. Yeah, totally. And he never knew her wealth. You know, right. like he never was at a level. They weren't, you know, 98 Degrees was never at, you know, an in. well, I guess it's hard to compare when they were having all their money stolen, but they were never at like a big, huge, successful, like we have, we are worth millions and millions and millions upon millions of dollars kind of thing, you know? Yeah, and a lot of Nick fans do, they'll DM me and they'll be like, Nick was right because look, his career started failing. Like he was trying to save a buck anywhere he could because you never know what's going to happen and da 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 And like, I get that, but I also think there's like a happy medium, totally. you know? Yeah, for sure. But I just think it's funny that Joe and Tina got her a Mercedes because they, they work, like we're saying, Tina works her ass off, but I just think that's funny that it's like, you've made all this money so as a result we've made all this money and now we're gonna spend it on you and give you a mercedes yeah we're buying you a mercedes with your album money basically right i don't know about you that just didn't happen to me but i could be yeah alone it was wild the, the, the gifts were just so odd because it's like oh this is what it looks like to have a lot of money and buy people stuff like even like the gift cards i thought was weird <laughs> yeah jessica got ashley a gift card to gucci yeah, and then Ashley got Nick a gift card to Best Buy. I just thought that was so odd. I was like, this is, I don't know, I don't know how to like interpret any of this. Right. Yeah, exactly. You're just kind of like witnessing it. <laughs> and I love that Ashley is that person that is like, oh, I got you this thing, but I left it at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's so Ashley. And I love that it was a, she, that they got each other iPods and like of the, the pure difference between these two women is that Jessica just like bought her an iPod because she was like, oh, she likes music. But then Ashley <laughs> bought Jessica an iPod and loaded it with songs that like meant something to her. I was to Gucci. And then I'm also getting you an iPod. And I got you an iPod and I downloaded all the songs, like my favorite songs and stuff. You did? But I left it at home, yeah. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> we do our Christmas, we tell everybody what they get. You just can tell she spent weeks formulating that playlist you know what i mean for sure and it's all like whole and garbage and jessica will not want to listen to any of those songs <laughs> yeah and then 
Jessica gets pink Uggs, and then she gets a jewelry cleaner that Nick got her from the Sky Mall, which I actually thought was cute because it showed that he actually noticed something that she was interested in. Mm-hmm. And that's like a cute, quirky thing that she's always obsessed with the Sky Mall and that she actually he bought her a jewelry cleaner and two diamond bracelets, you know? So I was like, okay, fine, Nick, like, congrats. I like when people find my mom is very much like this like she even if it's like a like a cheap gift she like my mom likes to find creative ways to give a gift like some even like when I was younger she used to send me on these like emotional roller coasters like one year she told me that I got Britney tickets and she I had found out that I got Britney tickets and she was upset that I found out about it because she wanted it to be a big huge thing because it was my first time seeing her because I found out she like did this whole production where she fake cried in the morning and she was like I wanted to get them for you but I couldn't afford them like maybe we can call grandma and ask her for the money for them and like I was like crying because I got I like, told everybody that I was going and I was so excited and she was like <laughs> She was like, well, she like told me some fake number to look up in the phone book. She was like, we'll figure something out. And she was like, go to this number. And first of all, the phone book. Can we talk? Uh, <laughs> she was like, go to this number in the phone book or like go to grandma's number in the phone book or something. For some reason, she told me to open a phone book. And as I'm hysterically crying, they were, of course, in the phone book. Like she just used oh to love God. like a production for a gift, a whole moment. And I just think that's fun god i'm like obsessed with her now <laughs> yeah she's a real <laughs> like that's amazing yeah oh i love that yeah it's the thought you know i know that's like such a cliche it's the thought that counts but i'm queen of that i wouldn't even need the diamond bracelet i'm like oh my god you paid attention to something that i like thank you <laughs> yeah and like you really 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 presented it in a way that's like silly and funny and cute and just like you know it's good mm-hmm. So I do these polls on our Instagram about the episodes and I asked what gift that you already have another version of at home would you rather receive a Mercedes or a diamond bracelet and it was really close 52% said a Mercedes and 48% said a diamond bracelet. Whoa that's weird. I know what would you pick? I would I've stated many times in the past that if I was marrying somebody who bought me like a crazy piece of jewelry it would end our relationship i would be so <laughs> upset at the, the to, to be like we could have gone on vacations we could have had amazing dinners we could have ha- gone on like we could have had experiences and you bought me a piece of jewelry that like i don't nobody will even know if it's real i just i'm not i don't care about like jewelry at all so like yeah me too i just don't i don't understand buying like you know hundred thousand dollar earrings that are like tiny studs like I think it's insane so yeah the car for sure no I agree like I want something that's more tangible than just an object I'm not a car person like I'm like you I would rather just go on a trip or how many amazing meals could we have for thirty thousand dollars yeah I'm an experiences person I like I like things like going on trips and like you know going out to dinner like you said or just like even just like going to like a million movies in a row like i'd rather do that than get like a tiny itty bitty little bracelet that i'm gonna probably lose 
Yeah, because you're a real bitch. Right. <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I like I love Jessica. I'm not saying she's like so materialistic or anything, but actually that's another thing I love about her is that she is like so materialistic, but at the same time, you can tell that's not who she is in her soul. You know, it's just like an element of her, whereas like a lot of other people that would start screaming over a diamond bracelet it's like sharon stone and casino where you're like whoa right yeah she likes things and that's okay yeah i think we got all the presents oh no jessica tells nick she's getting him a boxer trainer oh yeah and i don't know like i kind of felt like he totally didn't care either to his credit he wasn't like oh why didn't you hand me something but i love how she just like was sitting there and she just looked at him and she's like oh yeah so this is what i got you she doesn't have a little thing to hand him at all she's just actually she didn't even do it she was like i want to get you a boxer trainer for the year yeah i know and she's like that's what i'm gonna get you because you want to be cut and he was like so confused by it he was like uh he's like that guy will beat my ass huh like he didn't know what to say because he was like on camera and in front of everybody yeah, and that's the thing is he always, like, Nick has never had an ounce of fat on his body. You know, like, you can tell he's in the gym constantly. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, that was a really weird moment. When she's like, you said you want to be cut, so I got like, you a he, trainer. It, yeah, she probably is so disgusted by him because he's always telling her to shut it. So, she hasn't even seen him topless in, like, a couple months. And she's <laughs> right. like, this will help you out. This will help you get that sex three times a week or whatever. Yeah. So then they uh, they go back to L.A. and he surprises her with the closet. And obviously, I wish I had that closet. But I don't know. That also kind of seemed just like a brand deal or like a promotional thing, you know? Yeah, this is like one of my favorite old tropes. Like I just on this past Christmas, I watched um, I recorded an episode with my friend Jamie and we talked about the Anna Nicole Christmas episode. And they have this moment where she's like she like says that this like sponsored company is coming over to decorate <laughs> and they do like a three minute commercial for the company of them decorating with all their their branded product like being slid across the floor and stuff it was so funny oh my god that christmas special that you know it's really funny that jessica doesn't have like a cousin shelly oh i know i know honestly because how far really is Mahaya from where Jessica grew up? I know? can't imagine it's very far. I'm sure whatever, whatever that place is called, Cluster's Chicken or whatever, is very close. Oh my god. Yeah. Cluckies oh or god, whatever. I... <laughs> oh, wow. That just brought me to another place. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that is the end of the episode. And now we can get into, we do a fashion segment at the end where we talk about all of the outfits. It's all about fashion. It's all about beauty. This is fun for me. I don't know if anything stood out to you, but Jessica was basically just wearing like nice sweaters. Which that always stands out to me because I think Jessica is like the queen of sweaters. Right. Like chunky, thick wool, like oversized, chic sweaters. You know, she just, nobody does it better than her. And mm. I will say there was a moment at the beginning, like when they were still at their house, when she was dropping her phone, where she was wearing um, a pink trench mm-hmm. that I thought was fun. Yes, that was like the coat from Legally Blonde too. Right, yeah. And she was wearing that scarf that they had the skinny scarves that were 
a normal knit, but then they had those skinny scarves that were just like a mess of different fabrics. Yeah, it was like a tattered knit. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was pretty standout. And then I always just love seeing Jessica and like her signature wide, not like, I wouldn't even say bell bottom, but they're like wide legged denim that go, they go wide at the knee. Mm-hmm. Just so signature Jessica. Yeah, she wears those all the time. Mm-hmm. And they look incredible on her. They really do. They're like perfect for her shape. Mm-hmm. It just gives it that extra something. And she was even wearing the jeans like that on HSN the other night. And she never tailors them. They're always to the floor. Yep. Always to the floor. Always <laughs> to the platform. Always skin tight. I love it. And there was also just, you know, just because there has to be an Ashley fashion moment. Um, on Christmas morning, Ashley was wearing a skater polo with a long sleeve hint, um, thermal underneath that I thought was a nice little Ashley touch. Oh my god, I felt so when I would do that, I was like, I'm so cool. Like I'm wearing two shirts. I know, I know. <laughs> oh god, don't even I was I was a real layered kind of guy. I really mm. layered patterns, polos, button ups. Oh I was like, oof, eek. eek. <laughs> do you remember all of those like graphic tees from like Aeropostel that said the dumbest shit? Oh, of course. Of course. Oh my god. Like, I had one with a cow on it that had some kind of, I can't remember what it was, but it was some, like, ridiculous reference to beef, like, in a sexual mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I also bought the one that said Wink Wink from the OC. Oh yeah, that's that iconic. Summer was wearing. Yes, I had to have that one. That was, like, everything. But I still have yet to get the, um, the Dump Him, which everybody needs yeah i mean that is so i always felt like um depending on like i feel like the stores in in order of like like when you go from like aeropostale to then obviously like hollister to then abercrombie and like american eagle was always somewhere like in between Mm -hmm. like the shirts would get more sexual like you know what i mean like the aeropostale ones would have like a frog like saying something silly on it and then Abercrombie's would be like, I do anal with like a like a like a mistletoe above it or something. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes. It was but once again, just like everything else, it was very Britney because it was like, I'm super sexual, but not really. I'm also so cute and like mm-hmm. you know, like kind of like nudging you with your the elbow, like you yeah. know. I feel Santa's <laughs> candy cane. Teehee. And it's like Oh my god. <laughs> Just so like the Christmas ones were always insanity. Because mm-hmm. they could use the word yeah. naughty and all that stuff. I mean they ball. were uh, yes. Oh my god. I had one that said jingle ball rock. <laughs> like what the like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I want to say about the fashion is I actually think I prefer Jessica's doing nothing fashion than when she's all dressed up even though she looks gorgeous and everything in her gowns with the perfect hair and everything I love how she looks at the airport that's what I like wanted to be I wanted to look cool like that when I was just doing nothing well I think that that's what really made like I don't think Jessica being dressed up was the thing that made her um, like a fashion icon it was always the stuff that she slouched around the house in or went to like you know, Red Robin in like those just, like <laughs> jeans and like really like comfy, really cute shirts and like the shawls 
And, you know, it was always, like, her lounge or more casual clothes that really, like, sent people over the edge. Or, like, when she would tuck her... I don't think many people understand that Jessica Simpson was literally the first person to tuck ripped Abercrombie denim, I'll never forget, into slouchy Ugg boots. I remember that being, like, mind-bending at the time. (laughs) Mind-bending. Yeah, because I feel like people would wear them, they would wear them with, like, the juicy pants. Mm -hmm. Or, like, jean skirts. Right. But she knew how to mix that I'm really stylish and I know fashion and I love designers with I'm just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the the whole thing with the shawl, I follow the maker of that shawl on Instagram and she restocks them constantly. She like makes them, I think by hand and still sells them. That is her income. Is Jessica Simpson wearing it 18 years ago? People don't get it. They don't get <laughs> they it. They don't. Or they, they, you know, or like even like the multicolored Louis Vuitton, specific, specifically like that duffel, that like little tiny duffel bag. Like, oh my God. Jessica mm-hmm. invented that patchwork Louis Vuitton bag for sure. Yeah. I had the Canal Street version. <laughs> yeah. And it did not matter. I still felt like I was everything because I had that, you know? Um, Yeah, it's just not the same. Like, I know everyone, like, I feel like a grandma when I say, like, it's just not the same. But, I mean, I guess the hairstyle is the thing with her. But, like, I can't really name anything iconic that everybody bought because Ariana Grande wore it. You know what I mean? No, no. It's not not at all. It's not the same at all. It's, like, a different kind of – because there's too many options now. You know, back then it was, like, there were so few. So when somebody did something that was really – that, like, took off, it really, like, took off off you know yeah i don't think in 18 years people are gonna be still buying something that miley wore no like i feel like miley has a look you know like a general badass like i don't care like i have blood coming out of my mouth look right but there's no one thing or jessica had like 10 things that if you saw you were like jessica simpson has that Mm -hmm. you know Mm mm-hmm Yeah, she had such a distinct, like, wardrobe. They couldn't really have known it. I mean, I don't know how long it was her dream to do a fashion line, but, like, they were building the blocks all along, like, to set up for this billion-dollar company. Oh, yeah. It was a a slow burn to her becoming an almost billionaire. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, like, when she was promoting her book, she got asked a few different times, well, Jessica, you've done music, TV, movies, fashion, blah, blah, blah. Like, what's your favorite thing? Like, what do you love the most? And honestly, like, I believe that she's passionate about her fashion line and that I she is heavily involved with it and everything. Like, that's very clear. I don't think she's just, like, a face. But she completely was like, oh, my music. She's like, yeah, I love my fashion line, but, like, whatever. Like, I, it's my music. Oh, totally. To do that well, it's something that's not even the thing that you care. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's it's insane. Yeah. Well, now we can get to our last segment, which is rating the episode. Now we rate from one to five. And we don't do five stars. We take something from the episode and we turn it into a rating. So the first episode, you could do like three out of five cans of chicken of the sea. Okay. So, Troy, what do you rate? this episode and why um i would rate it like three and a half mincemeat pies (laughs) because it was slice of life which i enjoy and i'm not Mm -hmm. i'm not like bored by 
this kind of reality TV at all, where it's just like them doing mundane stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same, like at the same time, even during like a slice of life episode, like crazy things can still happen that are just like them walking through Home Depot, but it just like ends up being, you know what I mean? Um, oh, this- I love that scene at Home Depot. It's amazing. It's the best, and it's literally Jessica just walking around and asking what stuff is, and it's so <laughs> iconic. And this episode was great, and it was really funny, and, and I really enjoyed how like sweet and, and like cute the family was and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But it wasn't like crazy, you know. So I would give it three and a half. I think is like a safe. Yeah, I get that. Um, I think I liked it a little more though, just because like, first of all, I love episodes that Ashley is in. I love like family episodes and I love that Nick was tolerable, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and (laughs) I love the scene at the beginning. I love Jessica being honest with him and refusing to just be like, oh my God, that was so amazing. Like you could tell that she's not a liar. Like she can't lie, you know, you would be able to tell immediately. Yeah. She can't do it. So yeah, I think I'm going to give it four out of five iPods loaded with meaningful songs uh, to Ashley Simpson. <laughs> oh, do you have a favorite episode? Um, I really like when Jessica goes to perform for the troops. Mm-hmm. I just think it's like fun. Uh, yeah. That's a fun episode. And I really like when they, uh, I mean, I think like there's nothing better than when she gets LASIK. Oh my god, I cannot wait to do that episode. <laughs> it's the best. It's like so just it, it just perfectly encapsulates everything that this show is. Yeah, it was the perfect match to her personality to have another thing that impairs her from understanding the world around her. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Literally just at my funeral, just play her trying to get up the stairs and just like looking around. That's that encompasses my life so yeah and like nobody loves like a bit more than jessica and like if you give her <laughs> the opportunity like she's gonna walk around a plaza blind like yeah she's gonna k- kill it and milk it and make it really funny and you know she's just like so entertaining in those giant wooden heels yeah <laughs> that like i couldn't walk in if i had like 2015 vision like right. never mind whatever she was going through and then she shows up to ashley's concert and can't see a damn thing yeah like that's my favorite crossover too when she shows up to the show and ashley just performed and you can like watch the performance on the ashley show it's just great yes and nick is like leading her down the hallway and uh, ashley's like standing right next to her and she's like where is she i know it's so cute <laughs> oh my god and that lasik episode too drives me insane because first of all joe and tina are around her all the time like i get that they had to be it makes more sense once you see the ashley episode because they had to be with her but nick her husband who does shit all day goes fishing with drew and her and casey they're both getting lasik like it's not like she's assisting jessica you know what i mean right. and they can't like they have a limo driver but like they can't do anything else and you're telling me that you had to go fishing i know it's just it's so <laughs> oh it's so him yeah like i'm not okay i like i get that all these people have moved on but like i'm not gonna sleep tonight you know what i mean oh, totally <laughs> well troy thank you so much for taking the time to do this i really appreciate you spending two and a half hours with me thank you for having me this was super fun thanks for giving me an excuse to 
indulge in one of my favorite shows in the history of TV. Oh my god, you have to come back when we get into the Ashley Simpson show. It's I think it's mandatory. Yeah, I need you to like as if I was blind and you were like, reading to me like what happens in the episode. I just need you to like narrate the whole thing with your like editorialized comments. <laughs> I would like honestly love nothing more. Like that sounds like heaven to me. Okay. Good. So get started on your notes for that. And okay. um <laughs> And yeah, I will probably talk to you soon because I'm always panicking about some Britney thing that you just posted. So (laughs) (laughs) you and me both, gal. I'm sorry, by the way, like if you ever want to just ignore me, like I won't be offended. I never want to ignore you. (laughs) Never. No. I lose my mind every day. No, like I like when people care about Britney stuff genuinely. It's like nothing makes me happy. It's like my childhood dream realized. Oh my God. We can't even get into this because it's already been so long, but I cannot eat because I'm just too anxious about this red thing. Oh, right. I know. I know. I know. Like, especially because Taylor Swift had a whole era that was red. You know what I mean? Like this has happened already. Britney's not really one to copy like that. Not that that would be copying, but that was such a thing was like red. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, we won't get into this because I'll like lose my mind. But like, I don't, I think that Britney's <laughs> messages are more so for her team than us. I think that they're like, I think that she does weird, coy little messages too. She's always done that. Like, even when she was in, you know, sound mind, as I guess people would call it, like, she's always released messages to the public that are actually like threats to her team or warnings or, you know. Yeah. So I don't think it's for us, honestly. Yeah, that makes sense. Like people talk about how like sanitized her music has been and since the I guess some people say like just basically right from circus on is just like all bullshit, you know, and it's not really what she wants to do. But like, she puts little things in there like the whole like I can't believe I want to go was just like a single and nobody was talking about how that song is about how she like cannot stand everybody watching her all the time. Yeah, I know. It's why I mean, there's so many songs like that in her career where it's like, I can't like, Dating back to the beginning. It's crazy that Lucky was a single. I know. All of, you know. I know. I watch her videos back a lot, obviously. Um, and I haven't even, like, watched that video in a long time because I just feel so sad that I can't do it, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. Because you just want to, like, shake her and be like, run. <laughs> like, run, girl. Yeah, and protect those MP3s of rebellion and... <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my God. Yeah. And did you see that Jessica, they asked Jessica like what she thought of the documentary and she refuses to watch it because she says that it would be too traumatizing for her to watch. Yeah. I would honestly, I I don't blame her. Me either. I don't blame her at all. Yeah. Who wants to relive that? I mean, oh, but yeah, like I said, I mean, we would be on here for another two and a half hours if I even say another word about Britney. So (laughs) I know, I know. Yes. Thank you again. And thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you check out Dunzo. Your reviews are so amazing. And go back in his backlog too. If you're interested in literally any celebrity that's ever had a relationship, um, you'll find something. So <laughs> thank you for saying that. Of course. Yeah. No, thank you for the hours of entertainment and all the things that I've learned from you. You are very welcome. There are many, many more hours to come and I can't wait to have you on. Like we have to figure out something to to have you on for. Oh my God. I literally, I mean, I have the same response that you had to me, which is like literally anything. Yeah. Like we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. Consider it done. 
Okay, well, thank you so much, and thank you guys for listening. I'll be back next week with the dessert episode where Jessica almost passes the hell out from eating cupcakes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes, and you guys will really love our guest next week. That's all I'm going to say. But, yeah, bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast and tell all your friends who are just obsessed with Jessica's underrated album, Do You Know? We want to hear from them. Follow us on Instagram at Ashley and Jessicast, on Twitter at Ashley Jessicast, and send us an email. We want to hear your thoughts on the show, Ashley and Jessicast at gmail.com.